Welcome to the New Republic Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. It's our third anniversary, and I'm Tim Garcia. I'm Gary Roby. And we have two very special Dueling Genre guests. We have, uh, for the first time on the podcast, Scott Corelli. Hi. I, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me here. to. Wa- I love being on podcasts to talk about obscure movies that really surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like it just, you know, it's great. It's great. It's great to see a movie that I wouldn't normally see and really enjoy it. So thank you so much for inviting me. Here. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll get to what we're, what we're touching on uh, deep dive today, but it is a, a little lesser known film. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully everyone's excited about that. Um, also back um, returning guest, uh, Nick Jimenez. Uh, welcome back. Hello. Congratulations on three wonderful years. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. So um, if you're new here, if this is your first uh, time listening to New Public Archives, uh, we started, um, well, three years ago, um, mm-hmm. and we decided that every year we're going to do one of the saga films. Uh, so the first saga film, we did Attack of the Clones for some reason. Um, <laughs> the second time we did um, The Last Jedi. Um, and we decided that for their third anniversary, we should do an original trilogy movie. And since we had, for some reason, done the second, uh one of each one we decided to do empire strikes back hell yeah um scott we have uh just it just hasn't worked out that we haven't gotten you on it's been wild that it's been three years but i've always wanted to i love talking to you i love uh being on your uh podcast it's just funny that it just hasn't aligned um so i'm really excited to have you on today um it's your first time talking about star wars on here so can we get a little bit of your background what you what you like about Star Wars, first time you saw it, stuff like that? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so I can I, – I remember every single detail of the first time that I saw it because okay. it was it was 1995 and the THX uh, box set had first been released on VHS. Um, it was like the first time it was like – I don't know, legal to own Star Wars in a really long time. <laughs> like, I felt like it, they were like bootlegs before that for a while. Yeah. Um, but my dad bought these uh, the day they came out, and he was so excited. And I was uh, 10 years old, so I, and I was just fully rolling my eyes because I didn't know anything about Star Wars. I just knew that my dad liked Star Trek, and as a 10-year-old... Especially next gen as a 10 year old, a lot of next gen is really dry and boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, This is great. This is my favorite show. And I'm like, And he was like, These are great. These are my favorite movies. And I was like, Is this going to be like that Star Trek thing you make me watch? <laughs> um, uh, I, I absolutely adore Star Trek now, but at 10 years old, um, it was it was tough. Yeah. Um, didn't really understand uh, the ins and outs of politics uh, yeah. as a 10 year old. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, he was like, no. So we are we are watching it. It was like a Saturday night. He was like, we are watching the first one. Um, you're going to love it. I promise. Just sit here and watch this movie. And so he threw on Star Wars. And yeah, I like my I was riveted. My mind was blown. I loved every second of it. And then I was like, you said there's two other ones. 
And he was like, he was like, yeah. And like at this point, I think it was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock, maybe, maybe, maybe a little before 10 o'clock. He was like, you want to watch it? And I was like, sure. So then he threw on Empire. And then of course you get to the end of Empire. And I literally remember as a 10 year, just slowly turning my head and looking at my dad (laughs) and just being like, I know it's midnight, but, but please. And he was like, you know, (laughs) he's just like, he, he was like, do you guys curse on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was just like, you know, I had to wait three years for this shit. And he just like angrily <laughs> put on Return of the Jedi. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's like kind of uh, like the, the like fondest memory I have with my dad uh, growing up is is uh, watching the original trilogy for the first time. But yeah, so I watched them. I binge watched the whole trilogy all in one night. I was it was like the first time that I was ever up until like two in the morning. That's amazing. Um, I love that for you. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it became my entire life, uh, basically all the way through Phantom Menace being released. Um, (laughs) it was like all Star Wars all the time for me. Um, you know, the special editions, I went, I went and saw those, all of those multiple times by myself as like a 12 year old, um, and, and, you know, uh, watched all of those. Uh, my dad would work Saturdays. And, um, he would bring me, so he would bring me to work cause he didn't want to leave me at home alone as like, you know, a 10 year old kid. So he'd mm-hmm. bring me in and he'd set me up in the conference room and wheel in a TV and a VCR and the star Wars <laughs> trilogy. And he was like, by the time you're finished watching these, I'll be done with work. Amazing. <laughs> and so that was like, that was like every other Saturday for me, um, <laughs> you know, uh, through that period of my life. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love the adventure of it. I love the characters. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about in retrospect with this particular uh, film and, and really the original trilogy as a whole, um, people's perception of it versus like what it actually is. Um, but uh, I yeah, I adore these movies. Um, I think as a kid, my favorite Star Wars movie was the throne room stuff in return of the Jedi, just Mm. that. Okay. Um, I would fast forward through the rest of it to be perfectly honest. Um, uh, but, but then empire was like my favorite, like total movie. Um, Mm -hmm. now as an adult star Wars is my favorite and probably always will be. Um, I could watch that movie 15 times in a row and never get tired of it. I just, it has everything, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you love about star Wars. Um, but yeah, I, I I love this one. I love Star Wars. Um, I just, I will say that that era was also like the most section of Star Wars for me where I was like into the EU and I was reading the books. That was oh, the first yeah. time I read Heir to the Empire oh. and Shadows of the Empire and, you know, got really into the games and the uh, collectible trading card game, the like the Magic the Gathering thing they tried to do. Mm. Um and uh, yeah, got into re- really got into all of that um, in those like four years of like from like ninety five to ninety nine. Well, you were like um, the perfect demographic for that. Like that was yeah. like the, the ex- you were like exactly who they were going for. They're like, we're going to re-release the movies and then we're just going to do a whole media thing and just release merchandise. And uh, like we're going to get all these kids who haven't seen star wars because the last one came out 15 years ago or whatever 10 years ago, right right yeah like i didn't get to have the experience like in the theater having my mind blown like everybody did in the 70s but um i got to have the experience of having a kind of a you know as a 10 year old a pretty Mm -hmm. fully formed brain i had like a personality you know i had likes and dislikes yeah and 
you know, getting Star Wars shoved into my eye holes. It was just like it was like a religious experience experience that <laughs> night. Um, it was crazy. It changed my life. So, did uh, yeah. Star did Wars. you get to go? Uh, so it would have been two years later for the, the 20th when they re-released them, the special editions in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, I saw all those uh, by myself multiple times. Okay. As nice. a 12-year-old. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My dad watched the first one and then not the other two because he was like, because he was like, oh, they added all this weird stuff to it. Uh, and I was like, I don't care. I'm seeing Star Wars on the big screen. Yeah. That commercial was right. It's not on the TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Nick, sp- specific memories about Empire for the first time. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm certain that I've shared this on on one of my previous times being on the show, but yeah. I too I remember being gifted uh, a VA, you know, the the trilogy on VHS with like the Leonard Malton interviews. Um, yep, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Uh, a, an uncle of mine, um, and so <clears throat> the 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 story that I've told is to this day, if you go and find that set in, in our closet, you can tell which movie I watched the most by how battered and weathered the tape was. <laughs> and uh-huh. even back in the nineties, I can picture empire being the one that was like white and battered and like puffy and empire was like flat That's... and smooth and brand new. I mean, I mean, we're a Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've watched this one a lot and um, you know, it's so funny and, and the, Scott will, Scott knows how this this is how my brain works. I was watching this and I'm like, wow, it's easily like 10 years since I've watched this. Maybe like <laughs> 15 years. Wow. It's like experiencing it for the first time. And so yeah. after the movie's <laughs> over, I go to log it on Letterboxd and it mm-hmm. says that I, I, well, I saw this back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah, you fair. rewatched all of them before the, the new one. Oh, I remember. You see, you remember that, that's why we make a Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. He's the hus- yeah. <laughs> to be fair. The the years twenty to twenty-three, I feel like do not count as they both they both count as one year sure. total and a total of ten years. So yes. like they're uh-huh. it's like a sliding yeah. time. It's like all of our war doctor uh-huh. era. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, whoever whoever uh, we had to yeah. become in that time, it's just it's off the books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Gary, do you uh, what? What are you with Empire? Because uh, you were a prequel kid. Yeah, I was very much a prequel kid. Um, I don't think we definitely didn't own. I don't think we owned these on VHS. Um. I don't remember having them. These weren't movies that I went and watched like over and over again at the time. Um, I think I had a friend of mine. I want to say in like eighth grade who like finally sat me down and was like, we're going to watch the whole trilogy. And I had seen bits and pieces of them. Like they were our, they were on TV um, by this point in time. And so I had like seen parts of it, but I, I don't know for whatever reason I hadn't just like sat down and watched them like start to finish before then. Um, I was going to wait. I was such a stubborn kid because I was eight. Right. When Phantom Menace came out, I was like, well, this is episode you're, one. Like, you're still I a watch stubborn <laughs> kid, by the way. One, yeah. two, three before I watch four, five, six, because I didn't know any better. And uh, I think I don't think I saw Empire. I don't think I saw any of the f- trilogy, like the full thing start to finish until after Attack of the Clones came out, probably. 
I think that that's I think that that's how that happened. Um, okay, that's not. Of course, like these are now movies that I rewatch all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I have I don't I have only barely just started logging stuff on Letterboxd, so I couldn't tell you the last time I watched this, but it's probably only been like a year or so. Um, but I think this is absolutely my favorite of the original trilogy. Um, I don't know, guys. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, this is the so um, like Scott, I remember specifically my dad coming home with that exact box set of uh, Star Wars VHSs um, and saying, hey, Tim, I think you'd like these. And I'm like, OK, whatever. I was six at the time. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, that sounds fun. I do not remember the exact first time I watched it, but I loved watching the snow stuff because I'm from Southern California. <laughs> As a kid, yeah. I never saw snow, really. So I like, oh, this is a battle in the snow. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> and so I remember thinking that was the, that must have been the one that made the, the most impact on me, because I remember thinking that was the first one. Um, <laughs> and so I remember asking, like, oh, I'd like to watch the first one. And um, my dad puts in, uh, you know, Star Wars. And I'm like, what's all this sand? Like, this is awful. <laughs> I don't like the sand. <laughs> um, and so that's how I identify with Darth Vader. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I just I there's so much that I love about this one. This is definitely probably my favorite of uh, pretty much all Star Wars. Um, mm. I think the part that even though there's my favorite moments are in other movies, like my favorite Star Wars moments are in other ones. But like mm-hmm. as a whole movie, this one uh, gets me. And I think rewatching it this time, I think it's a lot of the Yoda stuff is what really. Yeah. Uh, mm connects with me i just love pretty much every yoda scene in this um so much um and except I find for my... that one <laughs> <laughs> all of them <laughs> even, even the, if you if you know me then you know that i love star wars uh not in spite of the dumb stuff but because of the dumb stuff so yeah uh, <laughs> uh, well you i just yeah i was you said like i like pretty much all of them and i was like what except which one <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah uh, yeah the uh well we'll get we'll get into it but yeah, yeah. So that's um that's that yeah there's not a whole bunch of space there's not i don't think any space battles in this um there's, well, a there's a couple there's a chase there's chasing yeah. yeah um but there's one of the first things i was noticing walking watching it is if you watch if you go like back to back and you watch the end of star wars and then the beginning of empire they have figured out how to uh shoot those model spaceships because they just throw so many in the beginning of this one from mm-hmm. all different angles in all different yeah. places and and the even the Death Star battle is like, yeah, we're going to shoot a few of them. We're going to be all kind of close up like they're and you're going to understand that there's more out there. But like actually on screen, there's only gonna be a few at a time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I let's, love, go ahead. Oh, I was just going on what you're saying about the models of like, I just I love this opening bit where you see like the TIE fighters and then the Star Destroyers and then the Super Star Destroyer. And you really get that sense of scale of like this thing is enormous. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll get into it. That's um that's that is great because um yeah, it's exactly kind of what they were trying to do. But um mm-hmm. to start, I do want to start with the crawl. Okay. Mm. Um we're gonna start with, with just dumb deep diving. Um yeah. there's a few things that they say in the crawl that I don't think are conveyed by what we see on screen. 
Um, so it's the first thing where it's like you have to kind of, I think Star Wars nerds in general, and Scott, we've talked about this on the Discord. Um, if they hear a line on screen or if they see a thing on screen, that's now canon and cannot be changed. It's written in stone. Uh Um, but even in this movie, I feel like that's not the case because one of the first things they say in the crawl is a group of rebels led by Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And I really don't think that Luke Skywalker is leading anyone. No. When we see him. Like Leia is clearly leading. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like, she's literally standing surrounded by a circle of soldiers. Like, miracle. Like, a hundred like guys. Like, a locker room scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yes. They have... We're going to go get out there. We're going to kick oh, their yeah, ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even there's a, there's a scene where, like, the general's like, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Like, yeah. like, he's, like, deferring to her. Like, she's clearly the leader. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like, mean, I guess, I guess, to be fair to the crawl, Luke is missing this entire time, so <laughs> it's possible that he was leading before he uh, he got swiped uh, by a by a yeti. I just really do not see Leia deferring also, to Luke on any decision whatsoever. Okay, so to get <laughs> yeah, like right. to get like in the to get deep dive about it, um, yeah. we've never really. I'm, I'm I'm sure the two of you maybe have perhaps like talked or pondered about what these text crawls are in the universe and Mm. the idea that maybe these are the dispatches that like the boy with the broom is getting oh i like so like the legend what people are whispering is like luke skywalker is leading these rebel bands and armies that defy the empire when Mm -hmm. the reality is it's really this like you know disgraced senator (laughs) princess of alderaan uh-huh. yeah oh i kind of like that that's kind of neat i yeah. do too it's like pirate radio yeah yeah uh um, yeah when you said that what, what it is in the universe i thought you were, were gonna zoom out and see one of the star destroyers ah! run into some yeah. of the letters or something <laughs> <laughs> look at the size of that thing that has to have been a family guy joke during one of the, yeah. the specials they did yeah it had to have been something someone had to right. have done that um the other thing is, and I think the the Disney comics uh, expanded on this, this one line, uh, and they wrote a whole series kind of about this. But mm. uh, in the final paragraph, they mentioned that Vader is obsessed with finding Luke Skywalker. And there's literally no reason he should know who that person is. Um, why? Why? He doesn't he never meets Luke Skywalker. He never knows. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't have to. He's the guy who blew up the Death Star. Everyone is going to so know Luke Skywalker. Everyone who knows. Certainly everyone in the Empire and, is going to know who Luke Skywalker I, is. He's the hero of the rebellion. <laughs> I thought about that one issue of the Darth Vader comic where he like, quote, finds out like who Luke is. And there's a great yeah. panel where like the glass mm. shatters, but it doesn't break of, of the ship that he's yep. on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a cool moment, but even like even even questioning the 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 canon of like those comics, mm. right? Yeah, I I'm just like looking at like just the movies. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like I just think Luke Skywalker's the guy. Number one, Luke Skywalker's the guy who blew up the Death Star. Everyone's gonna know that Luke Skywalker is the guy. That is gonna be mm-hmm. everywhere. It's in dispatches, like Nick said, <laughs> right there. It is in I, in text. But I then, would... but but okay. hold on, hold on. But then, so that's one thing. And then also, he knows Darth Vader does know. He doesn't know that that guy uh when he's flying behind him 
is Luke Skywalker or anything, but he right. does know this guy has the Force. Right. Mm. And he knows that the guy with the Force destroyed the Death Star. So now he knows that the guy who destroyed that 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 destroyed the Death Star has the Force and the guy that destroyed the Death Star is Luke Skywalker, you know, one and two make, you know, three yeah. and now he's like, "Okay, I got to find this guy." Because he has my last name. So, like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, something's so, happening here. I agree. And that's how I thought about it all the time, basically. Like, when I would watch this, it's like, yeah, of course, everyone knows who Luke is. The thing yeah. is, is the movie itself does not really, no one really gives any for, sort of like, oh my God, that's Luke Skywalker, the hero. And not until the sequels do we get that, really. In fact, later in the in this movie, Lando's like, he's after someone called Skywalker. I don't know. Like, some guy. Like, I don't know who that is. I uh, mean, that's, that's how I talk about, like, every politician I vaguely <laughs> hear the names of. So, and, you know. And they do kind of, uh, Lando is sort of bragging about how isolated Bespin is and how isolated Cloud City yeah, is. Yeah, true. So yeah. Maybe it's like, he's getting yeah. the news. Yeah. Just out of the loop. It, it it's hard works. enough. It's hard enough to keep track of the news on Earth. If I had to keep track of the news in the entire galaxy, <laughs> get out of here. There's no way. It's, it's, I mean, you'd just be doom scrolling forever. Literally, yeah. that's a doom scroll at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. We have two theories on what the scroll is. Doom scroll. But yeah, I don't know. I think um, no. I agree. I agree. It can work. I think part of the fun is like going. Okay, how do we? put these two together i just think that like yeah that's kind of like a, a weird thing that there's no point where he's like oh i figured out who that is but um mm -hmm. yeah no i i agree that he would be very famous and popular uh among the rebellions <laughs> who vader is obsessed with which we know that mm -hmm. uh, when he goes spiraling away um yeah uh i i just have a note um we're going to talk about like the um yeah let's just go into it so we have the all the um the probes be shot out. And I just think that's mm -hmm. like one of the coolest shots. So like Gary mentioned first, we see the, uh, the, uh, star destroyer go overhead, which similar mm -hmm. to the first movie. Uh, and then we just see a million probes go all over the place. Um, this movie in particular does such a good job to me and just showing like on screen shows a bunch of things that like, they don't have to convey. They show a billion freaking probes go everywhere so it's like they're scanning all over the place trying mm -hmm. to find the the rebels mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. and then we just have to follow one of the probes go to one of the um the right. uh the planets yeah um, um go ahead. i do wonder uh 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 i okay so the thing that i like about i love about this opening is how chill it is like the vibes of the opening of empire it's like a slow roll up to yeah. like exciting stuff, right? It's just, yeah. it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security, especially with like, um, you know, like getting to the Yeti, right? Yeah. Um, uh, which is the only thing I will ever refer to it as. Sorry, everyone. It makes sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so that it's a shock when it, when it swipes him, right? But um, I just like the mood of this. And I'm trying to think if there's another Star Wars movie. Like the closest one I can think of is Phantom mm. Menace that kind of starts... In like a real chill mode, yeah. How does Rise of Skywalker? It's Rise of Skywalker starts the with montage, like a, like a the montage, weird, mo the right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very weird, very weird opening. Yeah, um, and uh, and the other two are pretty exciting in the sequels, um, you know, and and uh, uh, Jedi. I guess Jedi is kind of chill, but also you're getting your, you know, it's kind of foreboding. Know. You're getting it's, your it's, weird alien. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just I like the mood of this of just like it's so chill. I wish that another Star Wars movie could feel like this one again. Um, the vibes mm-hmm. in this are just like impeccable just yeah. throughout the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one in, without with zooming out a little bit, uh, just rewatching this. The whole first hour of this movie is just so nonstop. I think this is the first like we're going to cool off. We're going to let it. We're going to ease into it. And then it's just like bam 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 like so yeah. much stuff happens constantly mm-hmm. and it's like it's a while before you get to rest again so it's like um yeah. but yeah no um so we get on say we see a, a meteor crash we see what we assume is the probe droid since we've been following it and we see one of my favorite creatures in all of star wars yeah a tauntaun um mm. i i love the tauntaun am such a tauntaun fan i love them um i love the noise they make i love the <laughs> janky stop motion that they have i love the their ugly faces i love just about everything <laughs> about something tauntauns. i uh, i appreciated um, for the first time that what the tauntaun brings to star wars um you know there's that iconic scene where the tauntaun falls over and he has to you know slit the guts open to shove luke into it uh one yeah. of the weirdest most unremarked upon things to happen in this whole saga it's like it's like those parts in the Bible where mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, what, what am I reading? Like what's happening? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it just like yeah. turns into the revenant. For and, a well, I, exactly. <laughs> say, I can't believe the revenant. And stole that's, this. Like, that's like what I never really appreciated before is it is very Western coded. Like the idea of the mm-hmm. lone cowboy running mm-hmm. the horse oh, until yeah. it keels over dead. And they have to shove a dude inside of it to keep him warm overnight. And like, I never really really it's cool how the Tauntaun is like a stealth way to introduce the horse motif in, into Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's completely unrecognizable because it's in the snow and it's on two legs, you know? So right. it's like you're not immediately horse. going yeah. Western. It's not until you literally pointed it out that I'm like, oh, that is what it is. That's <laughs> it is. totally yeah. what it is. Yeah, but it's, none of the iconography is there. It's like it's like only if you take away like all of the color and just look at it in silhouette that you'd be and like, it's like, oh, is this the, a Western? Like, yeah. that's the only and the way that it's recognizable. Echo Base is sort of the ranch of like, oh, well, Luke's still out yeah. there. So someone's got to yeah. go out and get him before nightfall. You know, that's like an episode of Yellowstone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> no, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. We have. I, I mean, love that. They they even call Hoth a desert planet, yeah. so that makes sense. You know, we're kind of out, and yeah, it's uh, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love so I love um, Luke on his noble steed, um, the unnamed yeah. Tauntaun. Um, so yeah, so oh that poor Tauntaun. <laughs> well, this one's fine. I'm pretty sure, right? No, no, never mind. <laughs> this one's not fine. <laughs> no, I don't this think he absolutely is absolutely not fine. Literally seconds away from not being fine. Uh, <laughs> um yeah so he he does detect danger um this tauntaun um but i love the like kind of back and forth of like oh like i finished my circle i'm looking for you know readings uh it seems like they're mapping out threats i guess they're like they're kind of putting out markers to try to like and sensors and stuff to see if anyone uh if there's any imperial outposts or whatever um Mm -hmm. and luke is immediately attacked by the yeti uh, which we will, yeah. out of respect for Scott, uh, be referring to uh, the creature. <laughs> Thank you for uh, respecting my The culture. abominable snowman yeah. is here. <laughs> and he takes a swipe at Luke. Yeah. Uh, and then drags him. Um, yeah. Not like so, insults him, but like drag, physically drags he, him away. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to insult okay. Luke here. Uh, big Luke hater on this podcast. Um, <laughs> he um, literally is like, uh, the, the sensors, I'm not picking up any life forms. Like, he literally tells Han immediately before that, and then immediately yep. gets wrecked. He is really bad at looking at his readings. <laughs> mm-hmm. You like, know, please. The Tauntaun also, could... Or, or- what, wasn't he getting like vibes about the about the he was like out there because he was getting like Jedi vibes about the probe. Right. And was like, I'm for some reason, I'm like, I, there's something over here I want to check out. I don't know. And so like his Jedi is the force, like told him about the probe, but didn't say, oh, by the way, there's a giant freaking monster that's about <laughs> to like murder your Tauntaun and maybe you right behind you. It's, yeah, it's like when Spider-Man gets the, the he misreads his own Spidey sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So he immediately, do you think the, the, the Yeti was waiting for him to be like, I'm going to wait till he's done with his call. And then he's like, <laughs> um, uh, that yeah, how would know something's up if he got caught right, on his yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's why he's. It, it's. I think that proves that he is an intelligent creature, not a beast. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have if as soon as you say that, there's a um, there's a Lucasfilm writer uh like drawing a uh a I was Wampa about to say, Jedi, yeah, so like, could a Wampa be like, careful? Yeah. Like you know, accessing the Force, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we Possibly. learn later that um, it binds all the universe, the rock, yeah. the tree. Um, right. Yeah. So and the Yeti. Um, um, but but it's funny. Combine like uh, going back to what Nick was saying about this being a western. Now suddenly it takes a turn, and we're in the Texas Chainsaw. Well, yeah. Massacre. Like like if you left Chewbacca <laughs> out in the tundra for a year and found him, would he be kind of like would he be like a wampa? You know, like a savage beast. Yeah. The, yeah. That's you true. know, Chewie's looking at those tauntauns, going like, "I want to eat yeah, one of those so cut bad." The shit out of one of those. <laughs> 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 um. So yeah, so they're they basically uh, we follow Han back after uh, Luke's dragged away, and he immediately goes to General Rykian, uh, who's mm-hmm. a really cool character. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like the like kind of rank and file. You're a good uh, fighter, so I hate guys. to lose you for um, a handshake. Yeah, very much like very war, like just kind of like it's yeah. just great. Um, and he's he's like, I gotta go, I can't stay here. <laughs> I don't know why that line always is like, just like I generally gotta go, I can't stay here anymore. It's like so like I'm reading the the script, but in a good it's way. Effortless. I don't know how to like. It just fits. <laughs> it, it fits like the old war movies, yeah. I guess. Is kind of like yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, I'm so curious, like why today? Why is this the moment that Han has decided to leave? He probably has been planning for a while and he's now everything's ready and like, OK, time I to like go. to think that he's attempted this like six times and every time something like, uh-huh. bad happens, and he gets stuck. <laughs> and he's just been getting like perpetually more antsy, like each time it gets shut down. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, God, he, so they're going to find me out here. They're going to find me. They're, gonna, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. And so he's he he's kind of upset that. Leia's not putting up more of a fight. Um and she mm-hmm. like she does put up a fight eventually. She chases him down the hallway. So um I'm just gonna we, we talk about, you know, throughout our pod doings on our podcast, you know, we, we talk a lot about the lack of uh like passion and yearning and, and romance in, in a lot of movies, uh Star Wars or otherwise. And like mm. the look of like yearning and 
complicated feelings that Carrie Fisher has the first time Han walks into like the bit, like the, the control room is delicious and so yeah. melodrama, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 This is like, uh, uh, and Gary, I, I apologize for disrespecting your culture, but this is what my issue with the prequels as a whole is, is that it uh -huh. doesn't have a Han. It needs a no, Han. It doesn't. It yeah. needs a human character that is just a guy or just a lady or mm -hmm. whatever and has no connection to Jedi, no connection to the government. It's just like a character living in this world that it can comment on the craziness of everything that's going around them. Um, and, and like add a little melodrama to stuff. Yeah. Um, not that the prequels needed any more melodrama, but you know, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like someone who's just looking at this and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it needed something like that. Um, and uh, we have it in the sequels, but I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think Oscar Isaac is used to the best of his ability in those yeah, movies because I think they're like, we need one of these guys. I don't know what we should do with him, but we need yeah. him, you know? Well, he's not um, in a good chunk of them, I feel like. There's yeah. Much, yeah. And he was supposed but, yeah. to die. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's right. But he's just so damn charming. He is. I love, <laughs> I love an Oscar Isaac. Um, I just want to zoom out here also and just because I think this is the first time that I'm like, man, uh, as I was like, they have the argument and then immediately after the droids are talking about how they uh, thawed out Princess Leia's. Um, yes. They thawed out Princess Leia's room. Um, the The beginning of this movie does such a good job to establish that, like, the stories of these characters have been going on. We're just checking back in yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that like, like it's been a while for the audience. It's been a while for the characters. Like it's, it's kind of letting everyone know that like, yeah, time has passed. Cause uh, Han mentions the bounty hunter and old men tell changed my mind. Like I have to go uh, even still like it, like that stuff. And then in addition, like they're having this conversation and people are walking in between them. People are walking behind them. They're squeezing by. It reminds me of Star Trek because uh, they do that a lot on Star Trek as well. But it, it's just sort of like there's so much that's like, hey, this world moves no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like you can't stop it. Even if you check out, the world's moving. Um, and that's kind of what I was getting from this scene, you know, watching it this time. It's just like this. they're just telling you, like, look, this has been going on. This is we're just checking back in. And I think that's such good like mm -hmm. world building i guess is the best mm -hmm. way to describe it it's just, mm -hmm, just like mm -hmm. yeah no we're we're in a living breathing world and we're just checking in on these characters and i yeah I like that. i also think or like uh you oh, know this ahead. is the first time i noticed john ratzenberger as as like yeah. you know one of the rebel leaders and yeah like there's it's people are shuffling past han and leia there's like people that have jobs like there's a there's a person whose job it is to like hook astromech droids up to the x-wings and like scott knows this my dad was a brown shirt on uh on, on an aircraft carrier back in the 70s and awesome. so you know if you watch top gun like he's those dudes in the beginning that are like hooking shit up and moving them along and it just makes the, mm -hmm. yeah. the alliance feel real like it's made up of all of these individual people that are that are hunkered down and try to make this base like sustainable for the time being yeah yeah um, going back to what you were saying, Tim, though, about uh, about like, oh, it's a living, breathing world. And then also what you said at the beginning of like, you thought this was the first one. Um, it It is. 
I, I think it's really cool because I don't think any of the other movies feel this way. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Attack of the Clones, I guess, in a way. But, like, this feels like a total, complete package movie where it's like, if you had not seen Star Wars and you just come in and watch Empire, you're not really missing a lot. Like, the movie kind of gives you everything you need to know. Um, and if you just watched this one, you would have no idea that deserts are an iconic Star Wars thing, yeah. <laughs> um, which is uh, which is interesting. But yeah, like I, I think that all of what you're talking about, the living, breathing world, and then like the fact that this kind of just starts going and you're learning everything. I don't know. It just it. I I miss movies feeling like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of, like, space that this movie provides, like, around the characters and around the situation. Like, I think that Star Wars is so good at this is why the comics work and why there are so many books. And people, you can endlessly tell stories here because there's breadth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a terrific, them. when, when yeah. you when you said breath, Gary, the first moment I thought of and I, I clocked it watching the movie, not to skip around, is after they save Luke and they're like, we got to go. We got to leave. We got to evacuate. Um Han and Luke have this moment where Han is up high and he's fixing the Falcon and Luke's like, well, I, I got to go. And like, they don't, you can just, the actors, you can tell there's so much these guys want to say to each other, but they don't know how. And I yes. thought, Tim, did you think of like the time passing of like, wow, they've really become like close to each other in the time since New Hope ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's, a, I, I, I love that. Um, whereas I feel like, I love Star Wars, but that movie takes place, it feels like, over, like, 12 hours. <laughs> one one yeah. crazy night. Like, um, it's nice to it's nice to kind of be like, this is what happens when the characters have been around for a few years together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, so obviously, um, Han's really worried. We have the moment that I really love where um, Han covers <laughs> 3PO's mouth because 3PO's talking yeah. too much. Um, 3PO's at his most annoying in this movie, I think, mm-hmm. by design. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and I, I love it. I, I just feel like uh I just feel like they knew. They were like, I, I love this guy. He's annoying as hell. And I was yeah. like, Yeah, that's C3PO. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you have to have hold both of those things in your hand. You yeah. have to love him to pieces and also know that he's the most annoying being on the planet, <laughs> on the galaxy. <laughs> it's it's particularly I think it particularly well done in this one, too, because it's so often like it's him around Han uh-huh. and Han is the one who's the most irritable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, fucking shut up. <laughs> shut him up or shut him down. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, great. It's very good. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's looking for Luke. Can't find him. Um He does take a tauntaun and goes out way too late. Um It's going to be way too cold. Tauntaun's going to freeze before he hits the first marker. We find out that hell is canonical in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) Yes. Uh. The question is, which hell? Christian hell. Definitely Christian Uh, hell. It is. Okay. Well, angels. Angels also exist, as we learned. Yes, angels. Angels exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, It could be Christian hell. It could be Norse mythology hell, especially since they're in the the frozen wastes right now. It'd be much colder. Um, But yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, so he goes out, and then we have the really sad scene that, that Nick was saying with. You know, we have sad, uh, we also have sad uh, Chewie, because he just lost both of his best friends. Yeah, that part. Or he's really sad yeah. that he didn't get to eat the <laughs> Yeah, but well, the moment when the gates close, <laughs> like, there's a reason I was able to watch this so much when I was, like, four. And, because it's just good story. Yeah. You can tell, like, it's scary and final and sad that the gates are closing, and you know this 
by Leia's reaction yeah. and Chewie's yeah. reaction. And it's just good, good, simple storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It good. also features the C3PO quote that I probably quote more than any other, like, secret quote of C3PO's, yeah. which is <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I just say credit to Ben Burt for the uh, sound design mm-hmm. of those doors, because I think that oh, delivers yeah. just such a final, like, just yeah. so heavy, like, nope, <laughs> these are closed. They're not coming back open. And, uh, and the way that it's perfectly mixed and synced with Chewie's wail of yeah. anguish, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's just so, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also get our first um, odds mm, stat yeah. from 3PO, which is the chance of survival uh, are 725 to 1. Granted, that is technically from R2, but it's relayed by 3PO. I'm just picturing um, R2 being that little the <laughs> shitty little cousin rolling up this chewy. Like, hey, you know, the odds of surviving out there are like 720 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how you calculate that, but I guess that's what droids do. Um, yes but yeah um they've just lost a lot of people to the snow oh this year too. oh okay there you go one person survives for every 726 <laughs> that go out there those are hard stats r2 worked out well no, they yeah they've, they've lost 726 and they they're just assu- he's just assuming i mean there's got to be one chance right yeah, yeah. so <laughs> this is this is remembered this is remembered as the rebellions like valley forge <laughs> yeah, like the oh hardest God. winter they had. See, when why Luke, are we when, even staying? We Luke, need to there's leave. monsters. When both Luke and and uh, uh, Han came back, they you know C three people got to be like, great news! It's actually uh, seven hundred twenty six to two. So you yeah. know that's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord, so many people have died. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's terrible. It's not odds as much as it's like uh wins and losses <laughs> oh, <tally. no. laughs> r2's got like a chalk <laughs> yeah. all right well i think we can come back but the the planet's winning so far <laughs> um all right, so we get our. Um, we were watching. I, I I I watched the special editions. I don't know if anyone busted out their old. Yeah. Uh, um, their old videos or video cassettes or however you can I watch this the... on Disney Plus. I, I have yeah. the despecialized editions on a hard drive, but uh, I do as well. Um, I, I I can't easily get that onto my TV, so it's not my typical go-to. I have to be like, yeah. I'm doing a thing today, and I'm gonna watch these. Um, has to be a whole has to be a whole rigmarole because I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I burned the first despecialized to a blu-ray and that is the one that i typically will watch uh if mm, I, that's cool that um cool. mainly because and we'll i think i've mentioned on the podcast but the pacing of the special editions is wonky because of all the stuff they added on tatooine for me mm, i just yeah. think it clips mm-hmm. so much better um without all the tatooine stuff mm. but um yeah yeah um but anyway we have uh an upside down luke which is very funny to me um yeah how do you get up there? It's funny, or is it horrifying, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because I lean toward the the second thing. <laughs> I, um, I guess yeah. because I've watched it so many times, it's not. It was. <laughs> it's funny that that's how he stores his meat. I guess is that's how the the womp, <laughs> yeah. the, the the yeti uh, stores yeah. his meat. Is that he like spits on his feet and 
sticks him to the sticks ceiling? Him to the ceiling? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, he doesn't have a meat hook, so, you know, you yeah. got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And then it makes, I guess it, it leans to, like, that he is intelligent. He's not a beast. Uh, he's, like, getting him ready so he can salt him and store him oh. for later. Like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you got to preserve He's like a butcher. <laughs> Tim and Gary, if, if we could consult the archives for a second, mm-hmm. what other Wampa have we seen in video games and comics? Like, Are they usually depicted as beasts? Like, you wouldn't see, like, a Wampa in a vest walking along on Coruscant, you know. I want that so badly, though. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't... Um, I think Wampa would make a great bounty hunter. Gotta be honest. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Reach. Per Wikipedia, <laughs> they do say they're semi-sentient. Um, oh. They are typically portrayed in video games and stuff as beasts. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, they... Uh, apparently, Gracchus the Hut owned them in his, like, menagerie. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, they're typically, yeah, they're definitely portrayed as beasts. Um, like a rancor, you know, they're emotionally yeah. complex creatures, but yeah. yeah. Um, but you're not going to hire one to drive a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do see, um, as he's hung upside down like this, um, we see our first like real use of the force. That's yeah. not like a, you know, feelings, uh, like trust your feelings sort <laughs> Intuition, of Intuition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we see our first like telekinesis and I wish I, I, a lot of me wishes it stopped there. Um, I think <laughs> like, um, I, come a long I mean, way. I remember sitting in that theater and watching the Jedi speed run away in Phantom Menace <laughs> to be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm okay with the later. I like the, you know, we see him, you know, have, he has learned, it shows that he has learned something, how to use his powers a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. It's an easy visual. Like, yeah, he's, he's done, Mm. he's been doing stuff over the last three years. It's kind of more of what we've been talking about. Um, so yeah, he pulls the, uses the force to pull the, um, lightsaber out of the snow and, uh, chops off an arm. We get our first, uh, limb removal of the film. Uh, it will not be the last. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go go to lightsaber move. Dis, disarmament. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And then he did not think very hard, I feel like, about what to do next. Um, you're in shelter. Classic Luke. Um, you're, you're, there's a blizzard outside. Um, and you have f- essentially defeated the monster that lives in that shelter. Um do you stay in the shelter um, or do you run out in the middle of the blizzard and pass out? I think he's just so crazed and just adrenaline is like pumping through his mm-hmm. head that he is not thinking properly. I just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I do like... not want to see another one of those things. Luke will always choose the most dramatic option. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He true. is a Skywalker. He's a drama kid at heart. He didn't. He probably didn't have drama. There wasn't any like uh, funding for it on Tatooine. But no, no absolutely. Yeah would have been dancing on stage were, with the most They were limbs. entertained by going to Radio Shack. Uh, yeah. yeah, they definitely didn't have, like, plays. <laughs> yeah. He, he takes after his dad. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he'll always do the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, while he's passed out in the snow, he looks up and he sees a vision of his old mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. uh, in Obi-Wan's first attempt at being a ghost. Um, yes. Well, maybe not his first attempt. Maybe his first attempt was when he told Luke to run. 
um, immediately after dying. Um, but yeah, he's just kind of a hovered image um, and tells him to mm-hmm. go to the Dagobah system where he'll meet Yoda, uh, the Jedi Master who technically instructed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was four at the time, but he did technically he did do technically it. Technically, do it. So <laughs> shut up, nerds. Is what I, <laughs> I so I I you know I watching it this time I I you know I always think the same thing and and but he doesn't say that he's he was his Padawan. He right. just says he's a Jedi Master that instructed me and technically. There were multiple times throughout the prequels where he and Obi, uh, he and yeah. Yoda had a conversation about like, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Is this a good idea?" And Yoda's like, "No, it's not no, at all. Do don't do that." <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, "I never listened to him, but technically, yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> and like, and now we know that he like he trained all the younglings, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, everyone, but no, I do had, think that instruction is is you're right. It's the better. Um, it's the better term for what he did. And also, they hadn't invented the word Padawan by the time this movie had written. Well, so. certainly not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, the he's a... It would have been better if instead of saying the Jedi Master, he would have said a Jedi Master that instructed me mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a Jedi mm-hmm. Master that advised me or something like that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, canon is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I yep. don't know. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about that a little later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Han rides his Tauntaun directly through, uh, Obi-Wan, uh, <laughs> which, uh, leads me to think that we've talked about this before on the podcast that, um, so force ghosts, are they personal or are they, um, mm-hmm. anyone who can, who has the force can see them? Um, I, I think they're personally communicating with the person they're talking to. I, that's mm-hmm. what I tend to go with as well. Um, I think we established interesting because Mm. this movie does have like Luke Yoda, Obi-Wan, like three way call. Yeah. But I think it's the only time it happens. And maybe it's just because Yoda's Yoda. Right. 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 Well, it's Mm. it's hot. It's Luke listening in on the conversation between Obi-Wan and Yoda. Between the two of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, So that's just definitely Obi-Wan being a little shit uh, (laughs) like he is. Um. So yeah, Han finds Luke. Um, and we have That's the miraculous famous scene. that Han finds Luke. Uh, is it miraculous? In my opinion, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck. So, uh, it was a screenwriter uh, that <laughs> made him Fair. find him. Uh, <laughs> Twas a screenwriter did the deed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he finds Luke. Um, and, uh, we get the fan and then, uh, the Tauntaun, as we've touched on, um, the yeah, horse, gross. uh, dies cause he rode him too hard. And then, um, Luke- oh, I will say, let me, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'm going to, I'm going to defend Han finding him. Han yeah. didn't miraculously find him. He saw a cave and went toward the cave thinking, oh, he might be sheltered in the cave. Mm. And that's why he's there. Sure, and yeah. that's why he very... did have a general idea of where, yeah. where he was. Yeah. Right. And he was like, oh, there's shelter over there. I bet he's over there. Why he then leaves the shelter <laughs> and goes <laughs> and out instead... into the middle of the tundra. You know what? Han's just as dumb as Luke in this situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he's he a perfectly been... good cave right there. <laughs> he may have been riding towards the cave and run into where Luke was. Uh, yeah. Because you right. figure Luke probably would have been heading towards the base. Han would have been coming from the base. So, yeah. That all makes mm-hmm. sense. All yeah. checks out. Um, yeah, yeah, Gary. So we get the, 
yeah. <laughs> Gary, you hate Star Wars. What's wrong with you? I just can't stand it. Why am I even here? Um, yeah, so we get the famous, um, you know, cut, cut open the Tauntaun. Uh, it's fun to me. It's always fun to me to see Han using a lightsaber. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why that's fun to me, not in combat, but just have to have to like pick it up and turn it on is just funny to me. Um, I don't know why, um, <laughs> but it's just like, yep, there it is. I still do not want to use one of these. He doesn't do like I feel like if it was made now, it would have been like, wow, I got to get one of these, you know, something like something <laughs> like that. But like, yeah. nope, it's just like, yeah, uh, this thing's for cutting open uh, my horse. He, he, <laughs> he uses the lightsaber exactly like I would, where he's like, yeah. Like, just like, oh, God, like, <laughs> how do I use this pointed as far away from me as possible? You know, yeah. like, just like, oh, God, I'm going to put my eye out. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. I love that. And then he gives the famous line uh, that every nerd for decades has loved. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Chewy guts are so memorable <laughs> yeah. and visceral. They're gross. Yeah. You can almost Im- imagine the texture. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would... Tr- fry them if they were cooked well <laughs> aren't they like uh, are they am i misremembering or they're kind of clear his guts they're like yeah definitely they're like, clear they're like yeah. translucent right it's very like those, like those gray shrimp you find you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i guess Ugh. ever had like <laughs> korean barbecue where you have like gopchang yeah or like daichang definitely yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what i would i would try it um <laughs> um you and chewy both mm. Yeah, they should, they should bring this to uh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, <laughs> just just like a big guts? Just, yeah, just yeah. a cool name for it. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It'd be like a new TikTok craze. People would go nuts for it. It'd be oh, in yeah. every vlog. Everybody would lose their minds. They should be more like they should be more like crazy about the food over there. Absolutely. <laughs> they should. No, they should absolutely do that because, yeah, there's so much food that you could have that would be like weird. Rank yeah. or mutton. Yeah, but then, I mean, like, have at least, like, an exotic restaurant. Like, just like, oh, yeah, this is... Because they have Duck Gondar's Den of Iniquities. If they had, like, that, but a restaurant that was just, like... Yeah. You know, Here's all the... Non-Western food. You would take, like, that... non-Western food and then... Yeah, it'd be uh, that's that long been my to. pitch because they have, they, they have this, uh, like, outpost version. And if mm-hmm. they ever did, like, a second gate, of of another star wars land mm-hmm. i wanted them to i would want them to do like almost like a coruscant like very like urban Ooh, yeah. area oh, heck yeah. and then i would i would want there to be a high-end restaurant with a prefix menu that is just the weirdest shit imaginable but it's yeah. like i love that but it's like michelin star quality like weird shit yeah <laughs> like, oh like this is like gungan noodles that they yeah. It's like yeah. Kai, you know yeah yeah where you could do stuff that's just like you know just like oh it's escargot but like you just call it something different or you know something right like, yeah that'd be awesome oh, i would God. absolutely be down for that <clears throat> um so yeah so luke recovers very quickly they stick him in a fish tank um which we know as bakta tank uh now yeah, yeah. yeah a bunch of flashbacks in there um yeah he must have <laughs> Had so many, so many Bakta flashbacks, but like we didn't look at them because it was all just like, yeah. And then this one time, I it was, it was the movie. Farm. It was the first movie. We see yeah. It. Uh-huh. Don't don't say that too loud because somebody at Lucasfilm was listening and they'll be like, hey, that's a great idea for a miniseries. 
Uh, him shooting rats with a shotgun with yeah. a piece of shit friends that's, out in the yeah. desert that's more yeah. what i was thinking his shot his okay. flashbacks were they're all just like his time on the farm being bored yeah. <laughs> hanging out at radio shack yeah. with his friends you know um yeah and then immediately playing wait. zoom zoom with his little airplane <laughs> yes <laughs> it's god what a what a like a Bruce Springsteen album, his life was. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Last Jedi novelization um, has a like a dream sequence that it opens with. And it's like Luke, if he had stayed on Tatooine and like his life Ooh. growing up as a moisture farmer and wow. getting married to one of the girls from the radio shack. And like, it's wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we get, uh, more, um, how do I, how do you put this? Not romantic tension. Um, (laughs) just uh, tension, tension between Han and (laughs) Leia, um, where the Han's pretty pushy in this movie. Um, I feel like their romance does not age well. (laughs) No, it's, I look guys, I don't, I I don't don't know. Having having just read fourth wing, having just kind of going through my romanticy phase. I think there's a lot of like, I mean, Oh my God, when she falls into him later in the cockpit. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. This is just what boomers thought were, was romantic. I mean, like this is, their, yeah. this was their vibe. Like Carrie Fisher loved this shit. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, she like tweaked dialogue and all that stuff on set. So it's like, she obviously did not have an issue with this. So I don't have yeah. an issue with it either. It's just, uh, yeah. it was a, it was a period of time where everyone was like, yes, this is how romance works. And yeah. I don't <laughs> know, is very, whatever. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> It's not that it hasn't aged well. It's just that they're not. It's not a modern romance, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think means it hasn't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know because that doesn't a... mean the same thing. I don't think. <laughs> not to me, anyway. Um, I get what you mean, Nick. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to make a, a joke about him and Leia, like going off to smoke a space joint in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe. And then talking about getting their friend pregnant. Um, <laughs> oh boy. That's a that's a big that's a big show reference, everybody. Um, um <laughs> anyway. Same Irving, first Irvin Kirshner re- a reference, I guess, of the episode. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> is that no, that's not Irvin Kirshner. That's the or Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, yeah, it's Lawrence right? Kasdan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. screenwriter of Empire directed the big show. Anyway. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've not watched that movie. Um but yeah, pretty That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they argue for a little bit about uh, like Hans, like yeah, she uh, said how she felt about me, and she's like, no, I didn't. Blah, blah, her true calls feelings. him a scruffy looking nerf herder, uh, and mm. then to prove a point, uh, it gives a deep, passionate kiss to Luke, who uh, nobody knew, uh, including George Lucas, that uh, he was her brother at this time. Yeah, so <laughs> it's I not don't... the kiss that really yeah. stings. It's it's Luke's like dazed and confused like bask, yeah, his basking hands behind it. his yes. head like yeah. Uh, I just I kissed a girl. I love uh, that from from him. It's such a good. I love that. Just like hell I, yeah. Yeah. I, well, see, okay. So I don't know. This this whole scene plays differently than I think the internet uh, uh, wants you to believe. Um, for me, anyway, it it plays more like first of all, the Han stuff is just like he knows that Leia 
is into him, but he yeah. also knows yeah. that he's a scruffy looking nerf herder and that she's a senator, a pr- literally a princess or was a princess. Right. Uh-huh. And he was like, I don't have a shot unless I really like go hard on this because she is never going to want to admit that she has feelings for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the implication. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so I like that. And then in terms of this Luke thing, I really just think he's totally trolling. Han like it's just yeah he I don't think I don't think Luke has any romantic feelings for her at all it's more just he's like he's like razzing his boy where he's just like oh Mm -hmm. you thought you were gonna get the kiss well look at this buddy um I don't know it just all feels very friendly and playful to me it doesn't feel yeah it doesn't feel like oh hell yeah I kissed a girl romantic (laughs) I I definitely think that there's it's I think it's a little of both from Luke, honestly. Uh, mm. I don't think he has strong feelings for Leia at this point. I think he did when he first he had like a like a schoolboy crush when he first met her. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I think he's just like, <laughs> hell yeah, I kissed a girl. I was going to say, I can't think of, I guess there was some like hood rat, like Tatooine desert trash that he kissed yeah. outside <laughs> of like the tasty freeze at one point, you know, yeah. maybe. Uh, but yeah. I'd like to think that that was his first kiss with a girl ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. He's the hero of the rebellion. I think Luke got a late a lot between the last uh, movie and this one. You, you think like you think he had like a Natalie Dormer in Captain America? Like I think post- so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's, I, that, uh, they have... that's, that's my thought anyway. I'm not saying like I'm not being like, you know, Luke, Luke had sex all the time. He was, <laughs> no, like, you're a saying total, like he was just like the man of the men. He was so cool. No, but he he's just, like a young man yeah. war hero. You know, he kept, like, yeah. yeah, I think he, he had kept... nervous uh, backseat of a of an X-file. Of an ex sex uh, with with some girl, um, yeah. I was I was about to say he kept inviting girls back, but when he only got a one seater and he was always bringing R two and she couldn't. Like, well, you can get yeah. where my droid is, but like yeah. making happy beeps. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell him to stop doing that? I can't tell R two to do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe uh, droids are sentient beings that so you can't just shut oh off. My gosh, we're not getting into that on. right now. Uh, one of these days, we're going to have a droid sentience argument on the podcast. Mm. But it is not today. Um, yeah. Uh, so immediately we have um, trouble. Um, yep. Yeah. They um, they sense one of the probe droids. Um, which I think is cool. And um, as much as Han's talking about, like, I need to get the heck out of here, he is very quick to be like, oh, Chewie and I will go check it out. Like, he's still like a company man, kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I really think that he's much like, I got to take care of this bounty, but I still I still love you guys, like, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, know? for sure. Like, he won't um, admit how much he, he's already in. Yeah. 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 Um, which I love that. Um, so, yeah, they go and they find the probe droid and shoot it once and it explodes um yeah pr- presumably self-destructs mm-hmm. um so now everyone knows that um that uh the empire knows the rebels are on that the rebels are here way to go guys good job <laughs> good um, job i guess sending a probe everywhere in the galaxy eventually paid off <laughs> <laughs> it's true because you knew I the rebels like... would be idiots enough to shoot at it <laughs> it it almost didn't though. 
<laughs> which is very funny yeah, that's as we sure. see in the next as we see in the next scene uh which has the the gary alluded to earlier the iconic yeah. uh the little tiny star destroyers um being overshadowed by the big super star destroyer um, i love the super star destroyer it looks um, so cool vader's uh which is vader's flagship um it is called the uh ex- executor um i've i've as uh i feel like all nerds have this problem where we read a lot of stuff in books and pronounce it wrong for like our entire lives and then so uh-huh. yeah. like, um so yeah i was as a kid i always called it the executor um, like the Pokemon. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what i called it too just like i called it coruscant or coruscant i think to be fair that yeah. was that was the canon way to pronounce it for a while uh, and then they oh. changed it when the prequels came out um uh, in the radio drama uh in the what was it the dark empire was it or one of the one of the radio dramas they pronounce it coruscant um the entire time so you were mm, you were right amazing. scott uh <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> it's star wars who is wrong yeah um <laughs> um so we come to the to the bridge of the executor um yeah. and we get uh <laughs> admiral ozel who i love um, because he sucks so much, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, arguing with, um, Piet, um, who has let them know that, oh, we found a, um, a settlement on Hoth. And, um, Oslo's like, there's so many settlements. Like I need, uh, facts, not leads. We can't check out every lead, uh, that we find. Um, do you know how many probe droids we sent out there? Which to me is like, why are you sending probe droids if you're not going to follow up on what they find? <laughs> like, this is how the Empire fell, man. You know, this watching Mando, little things yeah. like this, little things like this. It's cost true. Us everything. You're right. Um, but it reminds me so much of um, Phantom Menace when mm. they send the Jedi out to figure out what's happening on Naboo, and the Jedi came out and were like, "Hey, bad shit's happening on Naboo," and they're like, "Well, we'll send a commission," and it's like, "Yeah." you did <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's what that's what's coming back and telling you there's bad stuff happening <laughs> like what mm-hmm. like, like what are they gonna do send what's his response send more probe droids to hoth and like it's i don't know it's very funny and vader's also not not having it he's just like yep that's where the rebels are <laughs> that's it um these he just knows these four um i don't know what do they look like um croissants um, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah in the snow um maybe cinnamon rolls kind of saucer um, shaped yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but also sasses back to to vader um yeah which is brave um let's see how that plays out for him um <laughs> i'm sure it's like, fine yeah <laughs> um it could be smugglers pirates that kind of thing um <laughs> but vader knows um skywalker's with him uh we're going to hoth um and then one of my favorite <laughs> you guys ever watch a movie so much that like little tiny things happen that you like get excited for anytime they oh yeah anyone like, like has nothing to do with the movie but um that's every movie i've seen more than three times um, yeah <laughs> i think absolutely uh so one of my favorite one of those happens immediately after he's like the rebels are there and then he turns around to talk to general veers and he almost hits veers in the face with his mask um and i think it's like a blocking thing like they needed to fit everyone in the frame but like he is so close to general veers and it looks mm-hmm. like he did not expect for, for veers to be standing right there <laughs> but he's like general veers and it's like whoa um um, One yeah, thing so. I noticed for the very first time watching this morning, uh, going back to Hoth, 
did anyone else notice that C-3PO has like one silver leg? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Never noticed that before. Yeah. Um, C-3 who? Weird. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't recognize him with the silver <laughs> leg. Um, yeah, and it's weird when he doesn't have the silver leg, I feel like, when I see him. Like, I feel like sometimes there are pieces of media where they forget that sometimes that he's got a silver leg. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's funny. Um, yeah, so now, um, we brace for our, uh, giant battle of the movie, which is very early in the movie, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think they, they specifically were like, yeah, we want to have a big battle at the beginning and then it'll be more of a personal one at the end. Um, um, so yeah, so, <clears throat> okay. I have a, I have kind of a question cause it's kind of, okay. It's kind of established here that Luke's going to like. Um, you know, help the help the you know protect the people leaving, um, in his snowspeeder, um, and then he's going to leave in the X-wing because like, yeah, R two is like getting ready for the X-wing yeah. stuff. Um, does Luke own the X-wing, or does he like? Is it his? Is it his X-wing? Um, I mean, you're like you know you're issued. I have no idea how the Air Force works, but maybe they're like maybe he's issued a ship. Mm-hmm. That's like, they're like it's like his... your company car. Yeah, it's like, your company car is like well, an F sixteen. I mean, you know, Rise of Skywalker. They certainly put an emphasis on that being Luke's X wing later on. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like the the curse of the legacy sequel is suddenly every prop held by the actor is suddenly like a holy relic. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I I don't know if in the it doesn't matter that he's getting into like one or the other. Is it set to him? Does he have the seat set just like he likes it? Yeah, I know. I think, I think the part that we miss because it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's done over music. And so we don't hear any, uh, dialogue in this. But I think in the, uh, award ceremony at the end of A New Hope, she, Leia gives him the, the medal, kisses him on the cheek, and then whispers, We're also giving you the X Wing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Look under your seat, Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the keys to the X Wing. Yeah. I was thinking maybe he was like, they're like, oh, what can we get? You blew up the, you know, you're not even really a member of the Alliance yet. And you blew up the Death Star for us. What could we do to reward you? And he's like, well, I'd kind of like that that X-Wing. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. Um, Then like Cassie and Andor somewhere in that award ceremony is like, they gave him an (laughs) (laughs) X-Wing? Cassie and Andor is all over. All over the place by that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's Rip. isn't he? Yeah, he's like yeah, he's, he's fully a, dead at that point. He's yeah, in, he's in many pieces. Oh, that's right. By then. No, in yeah. heaven. In heaven, he's like yeah, heaven. yeah, he's overlooking it from heaven. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's little little shards of him all over the uh, oh, no. splattered yeah. all the way back up against the front of yeah. the Death Star. Yeah, Luke Luke wiped bits of him off, like off of his X wings uh, window with the. <laughs> windshield wipers yeah jesus (laughs) um i I just have a a note here as luke's getting ready uh i love chewy scritches um yeah mm. do you think that it doesn't seem like it's disrespectful but i feel like if i went up to my friend and scratched him like that he would be like what the F are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not covered in fur. Like you're yeah, not looking true. for. You're not looking for scratches. He might be looking oh for scratches. God. Does, does yeah. Chewie shed? Definitely. Oh, I bet oh, you he man. sheds like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Especially like the like for the different changes. And if he's traveling to different like climate planets, it must be like constant. Uh-huh. It must be disgusting in that cockpit. 
<laughs> like just <laughs> hair Vacuum everywhere. Every day. That's why it's leather. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Easier to clean. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, yeah, that... the entire the entire Hoth battle is just peak Star Wars. Yeah, and it's so good. What I yeah. really appreciated it is like you really it really shines the like the way that Lucas like the analog to war movies is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I've seen so much, you know, like compared to when I was like five back in the 90s. So mm-hmm. many shots are like, oh, my God, yeah, this looks like a World War Two movie. And or like, the, you know, the 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 trenches and like them like throwing onto the trenches. And it's so like it places it everything. And I don't think it's something Star Wars does enough in the Disney plus era is oftentimes like, or even like rise of Skywalker where it just becomes like battles and like mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff. But I think mm-hmm. what Ryan Johnson nailed in last Jedi was centering it back into this, like no, like damn busters era, mm-hmm. like f- familiarity of like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like that's very true. I will, but I will also say, I think this is also peak star Wars for like a grander reason, which is that like it doesn't, it repeats absolutely nothing. From the last movie. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. every single thing in Empire is new. Like everything. Um, And it's it's like the very next movie, they start repeating stuff. Let's go back to Tatooine. Let's do another Mm -hmm. Death Star. And it's it's like, it's really cool that Empire is not repeating anything. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Not even structure. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, yeah. More of that, please. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Just... That's why I feel like everything, every time, like I'm a half joking usually in the Discord when I say like, you know, a hot rom-com, but really I feel like what I'm getting, the truth to it is just like something that's never been touched on before. Just something yeah. like, yeah. we have all these characters, we have all these weird, you know, things that you could tell so many stories in this universe um, yeah. of different mm-hmm. kind, different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we always fall back on like, okay, well, it's another, you know, like the best thing I think we've had in forever is Andor, and that's because it's mm-hmm. like well we kind of had a spy movie with rogue one but this is just like that to like the nth degree you know it's, right. it's yeah. making it better um i don't need star wars to be poetry anymore we can yeah. stop rhyming right yeah, yeah exactly. totally because even even the last jedi which i would argue has the most new stuff in mm-hmm. a star wars movies probably since empire mm-hmm. it's like nick said though it's still a love letter to star wars and so you have oh, yeah. the stuff like let's recreate the sort of hoth like vibes of a battle mm-hmm. yeah with like the ramshackle nature of that and and whatnot mm-hmm. lots of new stuff but it still has stuff that it's sort of like leaning back on yeah um this is yeah this it feels like this is the last time that it's like all new stuff all of yeah. it they both both those movies really know how to because one thing real great thing about the hoth sequence is when they when the first time you see them loop the cables mm-hmm. around the walkers and it were and you're like well, one more time i'm like rooting for these guys yeah like, they're so scrappy and clever yeah. and you know by the skin of their teeth they're taking down these gargantuan monsters mm-hmm. and Last Jedi, but again, going back to what Scott said about echoing, it captures that, like, these guys are barely surviving the entire movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I do want to get into the Hoth sequence, but before we do have to um, check in with our good friend, Admiral Ozzel, and he's dead. Um, so he's yeah. been choked uh, over video call, over Zoom, <sighs> uh, which is hilarious. Um, and then Piet has been... Uh, promoted who is will be our guy for the next two movies 
He thought um, he was just going to yeah. get administrative leave. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know. He he got a form of severance in, in <laughs> the severance of his wind supply to his lungs. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, and we see for the first time Vader's egg, um, which yeah. I love. What is up with this egg? Um, so I, if we want it, the canon answer, I have that. But I always just thought he was using the restroom. Um, <laughs> um, it's weird and I love it, um, is the main thing. Um, it's like a throne, but not like it's like his own version it's of a throne. It's so weird. I always um, just assumed it was like a, almost like a, like a steam shower or something that he just like, he goes in there to be like, my rotting flesh needs to be <laughs> that's, steam cleaned. That's essentially the canon answer. Uh, oh, 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 wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, essentially, it's a support pod that allows um, Vader to survive for extended periods of time without his helmet and mask. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, because of the injuries for his suit, he uh, normally has the um, – he had the back to chamber uh, until – uh, the events of the previous deep dive. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but yes. Um, I, I will say that is the back to tank thing. I It's just so it's like goth as hell and it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I, I think it is genuinely cooler than the egg, the castle with the back to tank. Like, I know yeah. I know that it's pointless that that that's that scene is in Rogue One, but it's really yeah. cool. I love it. It's really it cool. It's very it's cool. so good. Uh, um yeah i love that rest in peace vader's castle uh, um make dart make darth vader more goth um, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> not to keep like pulling on things from books but the lords of the sith novel from i think it's paul kemp uh has a sequence where anakin's in a back to tank and it's just like talking about like feeling the missing of his limbs and like yeah. how that feeds his anger and makes his force powers more mm. intense or whatever it's like really it's really it's so goth i love it yeah, um, I mean, Vader is the most emo kid uh, of all time. Yeah, um, it is called a cab rat. Uh, it's spelled Q A B B R A T. Um, I don't know why okay. it's called that, but that's what it's called. Um, I don't. It's funny mm. that it has a weird name because, like, why would this have needed to be built for anyone else besides Darth Vader? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's mm. anyway. Um, it's called Cabra in Ancient Sith. So I guess, I guess because of Darth Vader, I don't know. I won't get into that. Uh, but all the uh, weird stuff. Um, tur turns out uh, what Palpatine uh, uh, orchestrated uh, in regards to Darth Vader, um, all uh, it, it also was not original. Everything, yes, everything that he <laughs> does is based on something that's happened that's, before. Some that's old Sith shit. Exactly what was making me upset as I was reading that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we get. I mean, I think the the promotion of Piet is such a cool scene uh, where he's predecessors dying right behind him, but he's just like, "Yes, of course, sir. Thank you, sir." Like, yeah. it's just like, "Yep, you're literally seeing what's going to happen to you." um if you if you, if fuck you up. mess up uh which we as the audience presume will eventually happen to him he yeah. probably presumes will eventually happen to him uh mm -hmm. luckily he ends up crashing his giant ship into a death star um <laughs> oh no he gets hit by a first he gets hit by an a-wing and then he get, crashes his oh. giant ship into a death star um we get the iconic scene of 
Leia. Um, we, we talked about a little bit uh, rah-rahing her troops, followed by John Ratzenberger uh, telling everyone to go to their uh, stations. Um, and then Hoth. Now we're, now we're at Hoth. Yeah. Um, Big battle. We don't have to go into every little bit that happens in here, um, but it's freaking awesome. I love the trench warfare of it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The walkers are awesome. Uh, not practical, yeah. but awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like if you had used tanks. I think they're so cool. If you had used tanks, which we have, um, they would not have been able to do the trip up thing. Uh-huh. Um, the trip have... up thing being the most frustrating thing about playing any Star Wars game that features walkers and snow speeders. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. Uh, just the, the special effects of having to do, um, composite, uh, stuff with, on a white background mm-hmm. is, was yeah. a huge technology thing at the time. Um, mm-hmm. they had to make them all translucent to hide the big, dark <laughs> matte lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned this at the beginning, Tim, of like, I know it's, it's fun to watch it, to watch this movie in the context of. You know, there's that really, really fascinating ILM documentary on Disney Plus that highlights what a like ramshackle, you know, skin of their teeth band of misfits operation the first Star Wars was. Mm-hmm. And to see them just refusing to rest on their laurels and top themselves in every way while also flexing a little bit is it, you know, it kind of it makes me admire the movie on, on, a, on an additional level. Yeah. yeah. I also just think that, like, the classic trilogy kind of proves, uh, you know, like, when everyone is like, ah, it really, you know, the big uh, criticism of the sequel trilogy is that, like, I really wish they had just, like, had one person in charge of, like, directing all the movies, so it had one vision, et cetera, et cetera. I wish it was better planned out. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that it needed to be better planned out. Um, I think what it just needed was, like, kind of a showrunner, which is essentially what george lucas was on this original trilogy right you know yeah. he like yeah. he's like here's a kind of like a few paragraph outline of what should happen in this movie you go write it you're a better writer than me you direct it you're a better director than me and mm-hmm. uh we'll see what we get and we get uh one of the best star wars movies of all time right. um and so you yeah. get all the all the stuff the juice you get from a fresh director bringing all right. this like new stuff to the to the table but also you get the authorial intent, right? Without yeah. having just one guy doing everything like you do on the prequels, which I think was probably a mistake. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I, I, I think that's what the sequels needed. I think it needed one screenwriter across all three movies, um, whether that was Ryan Johnson or whoever you wanted it to be. I think mm-hmm. that's what those movies needed. Um, yeah. Resetting the creative team every time was the mistake, I think. Yes. Uh... <clears throat> In addition to that, every time resetting, not giving them more time between movies. I think, yes. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. That was a wild creative choice, mm-hmm. monetary <laughs> choice, not creative uh, choice, yeah. um, no. uh, financial choice. Yeah. Um, yeah um, just, I mean, yeah, there's so much. I, I, it's just every shot is cool. I love Dak. Mm-hmm. I love Wedge. I love mm-hmm. General Veers. Wedge's greatness. Um, yeah. yeah, Wedge is the only one that's like in all of them besides, uh, well, he's in all the space battles. Luke isn't even yeah. in all the space battles. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, one I, thing we haven't talked about yet is how good the score to Empire is. I know that's like, oh, oh my gosh, because it's yes. just like, you know, you think like, oh, yeah, Star Wars has all the iconic songs in it. And it's like it has like two. This has mm-hmm. like seven <laughs> of like yes. the best Star Wars like musical motifs and pieces of all time. It, um, it's unbelievable. It, and it does. And in addition to that, and I'm glad you brought it up because there are so many times as I was rewatching this going like, oh, man, John Williams is so good. Yeah. And it was just mm-hmm. like little it was like just little things like when um, when they found uh, uh, Han and Luke earlier when Rogue Two found him. Uh, just like the the tension of the that song, the dun 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 dun. It's like, oh, that's so like you're like, are they gonna find him? And it's just like it adds so much. And there's so many scenes like that throughout the entire movie. And there's like little fanfares and little things that it's just like. There were so many times that I was just like, oh man, yeah, he's yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yes, this is another one of those that's just like, oh man, I don't know. It's just there's so much with the with the Hoth battle. That's just like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're like overflying. You see all the smoke and things are exploding and stuff. It's just one of the coolest battles in mm-hmm. any movie, in my opinion. And I, um, I, and I love Luke taking down an entire ad at, but like, he does it in the most like ramshackle, like by the skin of his teeth kind of way that it doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like a total badass. It just feels like Luke's doing his best and it just happened to work out this time. Um, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Like I just love that as a, as a Luke Skywalker moment. Yeah. I love it as a, it, almost like in the spirit of how the last movie was right. Kind of like a mm-hmm. 1930s serial. Like he gets on his rope and he goes to the, you know, top of the thing and, you know, yeah. um, it's very swashbuckling, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I had as a kid, um, one of the ATATs, uh, it was big. Um, I'm probably remembering it bigger than it was cause I was smaller. Um, but, uh, it was a really cool, um ATAT toy that all your like action figures could go in and it had uh three buttons and they had three different sayings and I'll it's like one of those things that like I will always remember those lines because they were in my toy and like mm-hmm. uh and then one of them was like the sound of the walking uh of like the That's how the walker cool. sounds and like I can pick it out in the movie cuz it's like that was the toy that was my toy that I had um so yeah so that's just uh the uh just one of the coolest uh fight scenes anyway so totally um meanwhile um they did their job they allow um han and leia and 3po and chewie to get off on the falcon uh who barely escape vader uh by the skin of their teeth love the sound of the falcon failing to start Mm -hmm. Or oh. like every time it malfunctions in this movie, it's great. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie, so you get a lot of that sound, which is great. Um, I I just like to picture that they have to like jumpstart the engine like a like a lawnmower, like they're pulling a string down there yeah. and just like getting this thing going, just not getting quite enough in there. Yeah, yeah. it's got this kind of groaning, wheezing, like Ugh, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I just think. Yeah, she's Leia's doing the most. She's down there with everybody until like the very last second. And Han mm-hmm. literally has to rip her up away uh, to get her off on the Falcon. And then yeah. uh, begrudgingly also takes 3PO. Um, <laughs> 
yeah so they escape um and with the the ion cannons which um you know normally we're disabling the um starter stories for the freighter but they don't do it for the falcons so uh their starter stories immediately on them um and yeah we get a really cool chase scene with the uh, the starter stories and the falcon yeah mm-hmm. um like i said i feel like the movie doesn't slow down for the first like like once the battle of hoth stop starts it's like okay now we are escaping into the asteroids mm-hmm. constantly on the run mm-hmm. um which is uh i think the the th- most iconic thing so like as as uh gary said the uh <laughs> first of all it doesn't the <laughs> The Falcon, when they first get in it, uh, almost doesn't start. Uh, and Han has to do the yeah. great, like, slam on the side of it to make it actually start. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, once we get into the air, um, he's like, watch this. I'm going to go to light speed. Doesn't go to light speed. So he takes it into an asteroid field. Um, yeah. Which, for me, the most iconic thing is, as Scott said, the John Williams score. It's, like, oh, one of the best uh, pieces of music in, yeah, it's just incredible i've been lucky um, enough to hear him comp- like uh, uh uh do this live um because mm-hmm. i go see him at the hollywood bowl every year and okay. hearing this live is just like ugh, like you yeah. just you just feel yourself like drifting through the air uh because it's just so it's so amazing it's yeah i've also i've seen him live once uh actually before covid wow yeah very very cool um but yes it's it's just one of the best uh, things but also for me um as a little kid who used to go to disneyland as a kid all the time uh it was also the when in star tours uh they would use it for going through asteroids and so i always remember star tours as well when i hear that for sure yeah uh, but yeah um so meanwhile luke's going to dagobah um yeah. so we split the gang um which i love that because uh <laughs> I love the scene when he first takes off and and escapes in his X-Wing and R2's talking to him with his little translation and is like, you sure, dude? You sure you want to go to Dagobah? Are you okay? Uh, do, you, do you want me to fly for a little he's while? He's like, no, it's okay. I'll fly. It's, it's, I don't know. I love that little uh, aside. Uh, everybody being split up in this movie, um, I, I don't know. It just, it makes the the complaints that some fans have about the sequels like kind of funny to me. Where it's like, like ah, we wanted to see all of our he- our old heroes back together again, and I'm like, but I mean, you barely even had that in the original trilogy. <laughs> they yeah, have, like they they have like I think like a like where they're all together in the same scene, maybe an hour of that across the whole trilogy tops. You know, it's a shame mm-hmm. that they don't. The new trio never has a Death Star. Mm-hmm. sequence where it's mm-hmm. just as the three of i mean they they try bless their hearts they try to do that a lot in rise of skywalker to varying degrees of success mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. you know the beautiful thing about the death star sequence in star wars and i think the reason you miss them in empire is because you get to see just what this quirky little group is like when they're just all in a room bouncing off each other mm-hmm. and yeah. then the sequel takes that away from you right and right. yeah thrust them all into their own separate adventures which is yeah you know uh, a tad influential to a certain generation of, of filmmakers. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, never happened again. Uh, <laughs> in any movie. Uh, it was brave of them to do it this once. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I want to the... talk about Luke's arc a little yeah. bit. 
Um, because like, uh, so, you know, you have star Wars and Luke's arc is like just real typical right down the middle hero's journey. Right. Right. Uh Um, like, like almost uh, adapted. Like the ultimate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the ultimate hero's journey. Totally. Um, and I think what's interesting about, about this is like his hero's journey is that he wants to join the rebellion. He wants to fight for a cause. Um, he wants purpose in his life and he thinks that that is what that purpose could be. And then you get to this movie and he has accomplished that and he has fulfilled that purpose. And now he's listless again because he's like, is this all there is or is there more like what else? Yeah. What else is there? And so it's almost like a like a uh, like an examination of the hero's journey and like what that even means. And like, why is it so definitive and maybe it's not definitive and there's more to mm-hmm. it after that and it's like so he's like am i a general am i a jedi like what i, I he's like searching for answers in this mm-hmm. and eventually finds out you know that he's uh the son of darth vader right yeah. and that is the thing that ends up spurring him into being like oh okay this is who i am and then jedi is like, I'm a Jedi, like my father before me or whatever. Like, I'm a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You start the movie. He is a full-blown Jedi, delusions of grandeur. And that movie is about challenging, like, well, if you think that that's what you are, we're going to throw everything at you to make sure that you stand by your ideals, um, mm-hmm. to make sure that you have, in fact, made the right decision. And I just think that that's cool. That's a really cool arc to put a character through over the course of this trilogy. And in the, this movie, he's given a very interesting quandary at the climax where yeah. he's like, well, who am I? Am I a Jedi? But he's like, I'm a friend. I am Han and Leia's mm-hmm. friend and my friends need me. Yes. So I'm yeah. going to like maybe torpedo everything to yes. save them. And it's arguable whether that's the right choice or not. And he suffers for that choice. But it's also, you know, the force. Everything kind of works out the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I think... Mm-hmm. It was interesting how much that choice revealed of Luke this time watching the movie for me. Yeah. 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 It's a really cool character arc. It really is. It is. Um, and we could continue that on because, you know, I think I feel like The Last Jedi really explored Luke in a way that made sense yeah. for yep. he goes and this is who I am. And then, oh, nope, that's not who I am anymore. I mean, this like, is who I yeah. The last. There's so much of this movie in Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. It's so brilliant. It's so because then you also have like Ray and Ray, like Luke seeing Ray and himself at this nexus point in her life. Yeah. And Luke kind of becoming this Yoda figure. It's 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 per. I mean, yeah, the last shit I just it's just like a fine wine, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because that's all about him, like being like, wait, did I make the right call? Like, yep. Yeah. Was that what (laughs) I supposed to do? Or should I just like exit the universe? Like, should I just. Like, should I just stay hidden, not bother anybody? Because it seems like every time I get involved, shit goes wacky. So maybe yeah. I should just stay over here and, and not bother and like, anybody. It's yeah. possible that Yoda had moments like that on Dagobah of like, should I get back into I'm hearing tremors yeah. of stuff and yeah. maybe I'm hearing stuff from Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. But like, I don't I've really messed up. Like, mm-hmm. I let the whole yeah. order crumble on my watch. Like, maybe the universe doesn't need Yoda anymore yeah 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 and i mean even Mm -hmm. in this movie maybe there's some of that right because like yeah he sees you know we'll get we'll get into it but he sees oh yeah we can get into it yoda he goes (laughs) uh luke luke gets on uh gets into uh luke meets 
Yoda for the first time on Dagobah. Yes. Um, I miss crashes. early Yoda. Like, I just, I, I miss do too. his whole, like, hit a guy with a stick. Like, well, the yes. concept mine, of mine, mine. I, mine. The, the, the idea of watching this from the beginning, from episode one on, yes. is like, <laughs> it's almost kind of sad because you're like, oh no, he's lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> this regal, wise person we knew in the Clone Wars is now like Ben Gunn in Treasure Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then you realize it's it's kind of a he's just he's just fucking around. He's really bored. Yeah. Gary, yeah. what did you think of meeting this Yoda? Like before he reveals that he's Yoda, uh, what were your thoughts? Because you had already been introduced to Yoda, so you know who yeah, Yoda was. Yeah. Yeah. Um God, I don't it's so funny because yeah, he's so like they play him so much more straight and stoic mm-hmm. in the, the prequels. Pre- I I guess we do get to see him fight in Attack of the Clones, which is really funny. <laughs> he does all his like jumping around in that fight with Dooku. Yeah. Um I like how playful he is here though. Like he feels so much more of like a character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's so um I don't know. I, I just I like I like the humor of him mm-hmm. a lot. I kind of wish retroactively that that the prequels had him have more like humor and playfulness yeah um and some of that comes through in the clone Wars show but like i don't know this delighted me i thought he was just like fucking with luke and i was like yoda should do this more (laughs) (laughs) i like i like i also like the idea that this is what this was like day one of class with the younglings was that oh, like sure. they would walk in the room and they're all like three and four year olds and there's this little like little goblin guy and he's like, Oh, <laughs> Yoda will come soon, little younglings. <laughs> and just like fucks with yeah. them for like the whole class. He's like, Fuck you, I am Yoda. Boom. Yep. <laughs> First lesson. First lesson. Never underestimate but like, small creatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judge me by my size, dude. <laughs> And there's there's a reason this character this character immediately became so beloved to a generation is like he's be pitch pitch perfect Muppet acting by Frank Oz maybe career best commentary by Frank Oz Mm -hmm. but like I love how childlike he is in the beginning scene where he's like no mine like it's universal like we all kind of remember acting that way or no Mm -hmm. kids acting that way yeah. Yeah, and like originally, he has such a, like sincerity too. Uh, originally, mm-hmm. Jim was gonna do uh, Jim Henson was gonna do Yoda. Oh, um, I learned this during our Muppet miniseries. But yeah, he was <laughs> he was uh, on franchiseography. Um, he was uh, he was supposed to do Yoda, and it was I think he was it was either that he was directing actively directing um, uh, 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 Muppet uh, uh, Great Muppet Caper or he was prepping dark crystal but either way it was a th- it was a situation where like he was like i just i'll i'll help build this thing and and everything but like i frank has to do it cuz i can't i can't do it and then yeah. we get you know one of the most iconic star wars cr- characters of all time which the first thing i don't know if you guys know this but the first thing frank oz did they handed him the puppet and he was like the hell is this i can't move this and he literally turned it inside out and just started ripping shit out from the inside and that's why <laughs> like it's so like movable and like bendable and everything is because he just pulled all of the stuffing out of it that's um, amazing uh, because he was like, I can't do anything with this. I I need I need mo- room to move. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I I guess he would. Yeah, they hadn't had a puppeteer like Frank Oz yet mess with it when they built it, probably. Yeah, and Frank Uh, Frank was like the looks on their faces of absolute horror as I turned this thing inside (laughs) out and just started ripping stuff out. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Uh, Um, that's very Yoda of him, honestly. Like, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of Yoda and Frank Oz, and a lot of Frank Oz and Yoda. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, um, like like I kind of mentioned at the beginning, the Yoda stuff is my favorite stuff. It's the stuff mm-hmm. when I'm living my life in a very like personal way. It's the stuff I think about, and like when I think about like Star Wars, using Star Wars to how I live my life, it's the stuff that Yoda says. Um, mm-hmm. oh in God. like yeah, yeah not yeah, like go ahead. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, like the, I think the strongest scene for me watching it this morning was the the turn where mm-hmm. he's like you know arguing with obi-wan and being like i can't do this like look at it and like with the words that he says to yoda i mean the words that he says to luke of like again going back to last jedi just immediately calls his character out on his crap of like yeah you do not know how to be present mm-hmm. you since the since the moment your adventure started or even before you have always yeah. been looking to the horizon and not paying attention to where you are and i'm like oh my god like yeah. i've you know, my therapist is a really has a thing for Jungian archetypes, and mm-hmm. we talk about the hero's journey a lot. And so, like thinking back to the young man I was watching this and kind of living that part of my hero's journey and learning mm-hmm. those lessons, I'm like, oh, this is hitting in such a different way now that I'm a little older. Yeah, yeah, and it goes back to the Luke's arc that I was talking about. Of like, you accomplished. You were looking. You were a kid looking for the horizon, and you reached the horizon. And then what did you do? You started looking for another horizon. Right. Like, what the yeah. hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, fig- like, figure your shit out, <laughs> you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's cool. And it's like, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a really cool arc. And it's also like, it says so much about everyone, um, mm-hmm. about like always wanting more, like no matter what you have, you're going to want more. And that doesn't mean like in a gluttonous way. It's just that like so like so few people in the world are perfectly content mm-hmm. you know we're mm-hmm. always looking to the horizon and trying to reach for the next thing because otherwise like what's the point of living you know yeah and and mm-hmm. or at least that's how we view it and yoda's whole thing is like the point of living's living man like that's yeah. <laughs> that's it like you just gotta be I in the love moment. swamp <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i make a stew. my home this is <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> Um, yeah, that like all of that, yes, and it and it's it's true because it's like like you said, the point of living's living is because how much do we look back on our lives and be like, oh man, that was a really great time, and it's like, well, when you were in it, were you thinking, man, this is a really great time, right? And it's about like mm-hmm. thinking about that while you're in while you're doing the thing, like it's like yeah, finding yourself. But it's also it's also a really cool. Uh, 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 sort of like challenge to Yoda's philosophy when he's like, I got to go save my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, whoa, whoa, we're not done here yet. And he's like, hey, I'm not looking at you. You're trying to make me look at the horizon of being a Jedi. I'm telling you, I'm living in the moment and I need to yeah. go save my friends right mm. now. So like, yeah. fuck you, dude. I got to yeah. go. Um, I <laughs> yeah. actually did learn something. I was listening, you know. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's just that I didn't learn the lesson in the way that you wanted me to, which is the mm-hmm. whole problem with the Jedi from the beginning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other right. one I, I mean, think to think in... about like sorry that just made me think about like the context of like how yeah the Skywalker before and like how Yoda did kind of let the order get away from him during the Clone Wars and 
mm-hmm. price you paid for that. Yeah. 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 And the the other thing I think about uh, a lot that one of the lines he says while they're training, um, he says, luminous beings, are we not this crude matter? And he pinches him. Uh, I love a Yoda pinch, first of all. Um, <laughs> but um, I I think about that. I don't know if I've um, and not to bring the, the tone down, but when I've been to funerals uh, and, you know, they always have a viewing, I always think. That I've seen it and people have different connections with that. But for me, I'm like, that's not the per- it doesn't feel like the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, that's not the that's the that they're that's the crude matter. That's that we are a luminous mm-hmm. being. And I think about that like a lot. Like, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. like a weird like that's the spiritual side. I don't necessarily believe that there's a I was gonna force, say, do you think but like do you think growing up Catholic helps lend <laughs> that idea of like yeah. the body versus the spirit? Help the, me like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I but mean, maybe. like I, I do. It, it's crazy that this is such a roller coaster, like you said, Tim. And mm-hmm. it, it literally felt like I was in a in a in a Disney ride during parts of this. Of like I was moving with it and stuff. And yet, uh, maybe tied with Last Jedi, this is the most spiritual of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and it has such mm-hmm. beautiful things to say about life and what what we're here to do and what it means to share this world with flora and fauna and the. The fact that this movie has moments, time for moments like this, along with it being a relentless thrill ride, is, yeah. is, is, is kind of miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's got it's it's got a little something for everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh, and that's just even beyond the like do or do not, there is no try, all that stuff, the you know, you ask the yeah. impossible. Um yeah. uh, that the other yeah, th- just that one I always think of, yeah. Nick, uh, when he mm-hmm. says, hey, I, uh, I don't believe it. That is why you fail. It's like, yeah, that's, you know. Uh, you gotta uh, yeah, go and ahead. it goes back to the do or do not. There is no try, mm-hmm. which I think that a lot of people misuse that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever mm-hmm. you yes. hear it, like just thrown away in general conversation or whatever. They're, mm-hmm. like, I, I remember I had retail uh, retail managers that I would work under that'd be like, that would throw that out there as like a funny, like, ah, oh, look, see, I'm a nerd, just like you kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, they always meant it as in like, we would be like, they'd be like, why aren't you getting any credit card signups? And it's like, well, yeah. I, I tried do or do not. There is no try. And it's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't apply here, my guy. No. Like, that's not yeah, what that's he's not saying. How this works. He is saying you have to believe that you can do it and you're, you're doing it. Um, or mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be able to do it because you're just trying like, that's exactly that's the point, you know, you got to put your yeah. whole self into it, into the thing is what right. he's trying to say. He's not right. saying like, there's no such word as try. That's a, not a real word. Like, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, he's just like, if yeah. you're trying, you're leaving room for failure and that's not gonna, that's not a recipe for success. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, G- Gary, I have, I have a question for you. Yeah. Going back to, I guess, comparing this to The Last Jedi, because, you know, like poetry, it rhymes. Do you mm-hmm. do you consider Bespin Cloud City to be the um, Monte Carlo aspect? Yeah, kind of. It's got this, like, kind of beautiful, swanky. Like, it's interesting because they mirror, but they're also sort of... Because we end up on Crate, right? Which is the Hoth stand-in. Mm-hmm. You even get, yeah. like, Leia looking out the big door as it closes before disaster happens. Right. Like. I was thinking about that at the beginning. It's like but, a Mobius um, strip, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, we don't get. <clears throat> like I think Ottoman it'd be nice to see more Alindra. of Bespin, but there's not time in the movie for that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because I bet you there's casinos on Bespin. 
but also I, kind of like uh, I don't know why I'm forgetting the Monte Carlo planet name for the first time ever. Canto um, Bite. Canto Bite. Canto Bite. Yeah. Yes. Is it's that the planet or the city? It's both. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's one of those. It's like New gotcha. York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But or Vegeta, I guess. Um, yeah. It is kind of like compared to the rest of the movie. It's pretty on, at a low hum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the part of the movie where you can go make tea if you want to, kind of like Canto Bite. <laughs> uh, b- before we move I've... to Dagobah, or not yeah. before we move yeah. off Dagobah yeah. from Dagobah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to bring up the cave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to record oh, podcasts yeah, about talk about the sure. cave. Sure. Um, so first of all, it's another Yoda. Uh, what what's in there? Only what you bring with you. That's life, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, it's another mm. one that I think about all the time. Um, but when he goes in, obviously we all know the, the scene, he, um, fights Darth Vader, he brings his lightsabers, fights Darth Vader, chops off the head and it's Luke. Um, it's his own face there. Um, Mm -hmm. I love how it's shot. Uh, I love the score, but the shot with the, the like low frame rate, slow motion, (sighs) um, is so like, at first I was like. Did they not have the like when I was a kid? I was like, did they not? Is this how slow motion just used to look like, or was this on purpose? <laughs> but I liked like the the dreamlike as the dreamlike aspect of it, kind of like a weird kind of choppy uh, look of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then just the like, look, if this is the path that you keep going, this is what you will become. Uh, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what do you guys think of the the cave? Not much, apparently. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, I like how mystical it is, and mm-hmm. I like how fantasy-like it is, and I guess kind of, you know, echo mirroring Ray's sort of vision in Last yeah. Jedi, which is maybe like the trippiest thing to happen in a Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I like how, yeah, I just like how it, it is like a fairy tale. Yeah. I'm glad that we're talking about Definitely. The Last Jedi so much in this because you guys talked about Rise of Skywalker so much when you should have been talking about Last Jedi. So it's only <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> last on yes. from last year's podcast. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's good. I, I really don't like the artificial uh, crank down slow-mo in post. I I, mm-hmm. I hate that. I think it looks bad um, in everything. Mm-hmm. But that's a pet peeve of mine. I don't think it looks dreamy. I just think it looks yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> I wish they had thought on the day to actually shoot it in slow motion. Um, but um, uh, yeah, it's a cool sequence. Um, and it's certainly abstract. And uh, like Nick said, a little trippy, certainly the trippiest that these movies get. Um, but uh, I don't know. It feels a little too uh i i don't know um I, I i wish it was a little more abstract like that's a little mm-hmm. too on the nose i think for me um but yeah i don't know yeah yeah okay okay we can move <laughs> on to bespin uh, uh the lando system the um, lando he's system. not a system yeah. he's a man oh I, <laughs> um yeah we get to uh so um luke or i'm not luke luke's still in dagobah uh yeah. han leia um chewy and 3po uh visit land or uh, han's old friend lando calrissian who's mm-hmm. now running the uh tabana gas mine of cloud city mm-hmm. yeah um which we don't have to go into exactly all the eu stuff of what <laughs> the tabana <laughs> gas and the beldons and all the stuff the yeah um, um real yes. quick so like mm-hmm. bef- uh, before this we did have the iconic you know the kiss between han and leia in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the falcon oh yes there's a 
there's a Hans zinger that I, I never really caught before, or I guess I forgot about of mm-hmm. uh, Leia says like, you know, sometimes you're impossible to deal with. And he's like, I am. I really am. I really am. <laughs> yeah. You could be nicer though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like the two of them and their banter in this movie a lot. Like, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like it does feel like Han's really pushy if you're if you're looking at it from like today's lens, but also like he is right. He does know that she has feelings for him that she's not admitting to, right. and it takes the whole movie for her to finally mm-hmm. say it. And he's just I just I love the I lo- I know line. We'll get there, but yeah. like it it pays off so nicely because he's been telling her this whole time. Like I know how you feel about me. Yeah, there's so okay. I, I want to talk about their romance a little bit and the arc of their mm-hmm. romance in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that there's like like the whole it hasn't aged well thing, right? And we mm-hmm. talked about that to a certain extent. However, I think the one mm-hmm. thing that I never hear anyone bring up is how important Lando is to their romantic subplot. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Lando represents everything that she wants Han to be but isn't. Because Lando used to be a scoundrel, and now he's a respectable man. He is running yeah. a city. He is everything, that, and he's still just as romantic. He's kissing her hand. He's being, you know, flirty yeah. and everything. He represents everything that she's like, ah, I wish you were like this guy. Because then we could get down. Then, like, it would make sense and people would be into it. Only right. for the turn that Lando portrays them to be like, oh, Oh, I don't want that because at least with you, I know what I'm getting. I know that you're yeah. genuine. And that and is the also moment kind where of, she realizes that she loves him. And he's also, Lando is kind of everything Leia's afraid Han could be, sure. which is like duplicitous and have a hidden agenda. Sure. And like, you could argue, I, don't, I, I personally don't think Lando is being entirely selfish because mm-hmm. no. he's like in charge of a whole community now. He's yeah. not just like right. in it for himself. But yeah. like... I think, yeah, like by meeting Lando and seeing like the dark side of what Han could be, exactly. she sort of maybe sees who he is, right. which is mm-hmm. like more of a Labrador than he she maybe gave him credit for. And it's like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I think I could have a fucked up son with this guy. Yeah. I- <laughs> Lando, Lando is so important to the arc of their romance in this movie. And I never hear anyone talk about him in regards to that. Um, everyone just is like, ah, this doesn't age well. Like they hate each other and then he's really pushy and then she loves him. And I'm like, oh, you're missing a whole big section with Lando and how important yeah. that is. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Um, the other thing I'll say that makes the, the romance a little bit better is to watch it in the context of the film and kind of like what we were saying earlier, like acknowledging that this universe has moved stuff's happened since star Wars mm-hmm. and empire. Like mm-hmm. there's been years that's happened. And so like you were saying earlier, Scott, that um, he knows that she's into him mm-hmm. uh, because of stuff we do not see on screen, most likely. And a lot of right. like yeah. the the hints and stuff that so like going in that like this is not necessarily a he's not just pelting her until she wears down and then. Oh, yeah. finally, she loves me. You know, that's not how yeah. this works. It's, it's He's teasing her about stuff. a connection that he sent. He, I know you feel this. Yeah. Why right. are you being mm-hmm. such a so like stubborn about this? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's and that. also, it's, mm-hmm. I imagine from her perspective, you know, I mean, we've seen it multiple times. She's a leader in the rebellion and she's treated with so much uh, respect and like, like whatever you say, like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, sir. You know, sir. Yes, sir. Like that kind of vibe. Yeah. He's the only one who like talks back to her and treats her like a peer. 
No right. one else does that. Mm-hmm. No one else. Well, Luke, I guess, right. to a certain extent, but no one else. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's Calling what we're like your, your worshipness. Right. That yeah, yeah, where he's just like, hey, fuck fuck off, like with your yeah. bullshit princess bullshit. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, Oh, that's kinda hot, actually. Oh, yeah. Like he, he just <laughs> sees me a, as a person. <laughs> you know? You're like, not a princess. Your yeah. planet exploded. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I get it. Like I just I don't know. I just get it. I get yeah. I get what she sees in him. Beyond and just chemistry like, goes a long way. Yeah, certainly the chemistry, but like even just like a character on paper, I would understand mm-hmm. like what this character is seeing in Han, even even without the Carrie Fisher and the Harrison Ford of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary, have you read that romance novel they published a couple years ago? I started it and I did not stick with it. Um, okay. Hmm. I, I had a couple coworkers of mine that read it and really liked them. Um, it, the Princess and the Scoundrel, right? The Beth yeah. Revis, I think you're, mm-hmm. you're thinking of. Uh, I read the first couple chapters, which I thought was really interesting because it literally does pick up like immediately where Return of the Jedi lets off. Mm. Like... There's a conversation that Leia and Luke have where, like, Luke still smells like Vader's funeral pyre. Ooh, like, wow. It, it, yeah, it, it's like on Endor, like that <laughs> night. And, um, they're all hungover. I found that really interesting, but I didn't like <laughs> stick with it. I think the whole thing is it was like a, it was tying in with all the galactic star cruiser stuff. Oh, no. Um, it's, it's like, I think the, yeah. they go to Halcyon. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Their, their honeymoon is on the Halcyon. You can you can rent the room where they have their honeymoon. Oh and I'm God. just like, really? Yeah. Like, you, I can yep. sleep on the bed where they conceived Kylo Ren? Wow. That's <laughs> yep. well, that smell is so the weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sandra Day O'Connor slept here on her honeymoon once. You want to stay in this cabin? <laughs> oh, man. Luke, you smell like our dead dad. Golly, it's fucking the, that's, You know, it it they do do a really interesting. I they do play a lot with with her relationship with Vader at the beginning of that book. I don't know if that like continues. Um, I know that Claudia Gray's Bloodlines also mm-hmm. is like all about like her relationship I, with her father. I love that book. I think it's yeah. great. I need to read that one still. Yeah, I'm so behind. There are too many books. There really are. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we're on Dagobah, or not Dagobah, Cloud City. Cloud City. I really want to be on Dagobah, Dagobah guys. I want to be, uh, <laughs> um, that's where I want to be. What do you guys think about Lobot? Do you guys, you guys like Lobot? Uh, big he Lobot is, guy. He is one okay. of the most horrifying creations <laughs> they've ever uh, put into Star Wars. I am absolutely horrified by him at an existential level. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, so you won't be getting the Elon Musk brain chip, I guess. No. Um, <laughs> no, I will not. No, thank you. I had a Lobot. I had an action figure of him. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I love that's cool. I love Lobot. Big Lobot guy over here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. That, and, that Lando um, miniseries, that comic book miniseries that like has the mm-hmm. origin of Lobot in it mm. truly just like fulfilled all of my nightmares that I never had about Lobot. <laughs> oh, I'm like, amazing. oh, my God, I was right about this guy. This um, is the most existentially horrifying thing I've ever experienced. I, I, I read the first issue of that. Can you fill us in? Uh, what What is the, the horrifying lore behind Lobot? If I'm not Lorebot. mistaken... Uh, uh, Gary, uh, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. I believe what happens is he is forced to something, something happens, and then Lobot is forced to sacrifice his mind. They're like best buds. And then uh. he is forced to sacrifice his mind to like save the day and become the cyborg thing that is uh, doesn't like have vessel, any like, like will of his slate. own. Yeah, yeah. He's like a blank slate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nightmare. That, hap- I... that happens a lot to Lando's friends, I guess, because uh, what is it? His L3. droid. Yeah. In, yeah. Right. L3. Yeah. Oh, poor L3. Yeah. 
That's why. Just that's why the Millennium Falcon Landon. never wants to start because she's like, I'm fucking tired. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was sleeping. You asshole. Yeah. She's like, there's the, there's the, <laughs> yeah, there is that bit in this movie that I really like where Han sends C3PO to talk to the Falcon, and he mentions that it has like a strange dialect, and I'm just like, I love that. Yeah, I, I retroactively yeah. this delights me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also talking about like watching this now as an adult, um, there's something so I, I relate to on a, such a deep level where. Han's like, this is so funny that like this dude I used to like, I stole his car and we used to fuck yeah. around uh-huh. and now he like runs a small town and he's a mayor. And, like, <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope yeah. that uh, Alden Ehrenreich gets to be in that Lando movie. I hope so. That uh, supposedly is getting made. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but uh, I hope that he's in it because like I, I don't want can- canonically, I don't want Solo a Star Wars story but to be the last time that they saw each other. Um, cause that just doesn't yeah. make any, that doesn't track for me at all. It seems like they're like really old friends and went through a lot of scraps to get scrapes together, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm, um, and, so. and part of me says yes, but part of me is like, even if it was, are they both kind of playing it up? that they were better friends than they were. I don't know. I <laughs> That's like funny. Cause that also happens to like this guy. Oh, we're yeah. all buddies. And like, you had one weekend 20 yeah. years ago. Hey, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I would, I would love to see him more um, in, yeah, in that Lando same. show. Yeah. Um, Is it a show or a movie? I forget what happened when he took over creatively. I think it's, a show still is I, it still that's the last i heard okay. i could be wrong i also thought it was a show but i have no okay. idea. i can't i can't remember what it was when when donald glover took over creative control of it yeah i can't it, remember if he switched it to a, a movie or not so this okay. happens to me sometimes um i'm not aware while we're recording but gary will drop in an editor note because he's editor god and <laughs> will <laughs> just just uh okay. tell us a secret of whatever tell the audience or whatever Ooh, okay. um thanks future gary yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so um we're I I just love first okay. of all ability Williams. As of September, I'm saving I'm saving future Gary uh, uh some more. Hell yeah. Uh as of <laughs> September, uh Donald Glover's Lando no longer a series as it p- pivots to theatrically ah. released feature film. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Okay. Um sorry, future <laughs> Gary. Stay in your editing <laughs> stay in your editing. Stay your, in my lane. In your right. editing lane. Um Okay, uh so Billy Williams, somehow they were like, We need someone as charismatic, like a charismatic foil to Harrison Ford, and they somehow found them. Found that person that's just yeah. like yep. Yeah. Just the two of them are so good. Uh yeah. Perfect. Coolest man alive. Um, uh, very much so. Um and yeah, he welcomes him. Um, they catch up a little bit. Uh, he's got labor disputes, uh, which <laughs> Lando, pay your workers. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> unionized cloud saving. Yeah, I, know, unionized. I know that Billy D is is probably too old for this at this point. Like they, it was lucky that we got him into Rise of Skywalker um, for the little mm-hmm. bit that he did. But I would love to see a scene in like. Uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu where uh, uh, Lando and uh, Carl Weathers are like Billy D. Williams and Carl Weathers are like together oh, just wow. discussing like city politics oh, of like how to run a city, you know? That. Yeah. Cause they're just, I don't know their vibes. I just feel like I would just love to see those two on screen together. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, um, 
so yeah um we get um we get a explosion from um 3po uh he gets blown away um mm-hmm. and uh the eventually the uh turn has happened and vader has gotten before them uh just before they did and uh han and leia are and well han only han and chewie are tortured um yep. anytime <laughs> so chewie is tortured with loud noises which yeah he's obviously the group dog which i don't know if that's uh <laughs> wookie racist but um at my old apartment um we used to have like fire alarms constantly like they would like the building fire alarm would go off like at least once a week it was the worst thing at random times mm. um it was never a fire it, but the fire if they really wanted to torture chewy they would put him in front of a window and have the same strange man slowly walking back <laughs> and forth true. away from the window out of his eye view. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, every time that fire alarm got, went off, uh, our poor dog would just go nuts. Like it was just the worst thing in the world. And I felt Aww. so bad for him. And it's like, sorry, bud. It's not like, and he was just like, Do you, does no one ever, does no one hear this? This is the worst. And I just <laughs> always thought of this scene and I'm like, this is just torturing poor Sly. Or fire. Um, right. But yeah. Um, yeah. And they're literally just doing this to cause tremors in the forest to get Luke here. Um, it's so yeah. dark. Which works. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, Vader uh, knows how the Force works. Yeah. Who knew? Um, <laughs> and they draw Luke here, and we get, um, I think, the best uh, lightsaber battle in the franchise, uh, just because the emotion behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. More so than the technique, the sword technique, or anything. But um, I, I think I, I think I slightly prefer the Return of the Jedi throne room fight mm-hmm. um mm. i just i love like the silhouette of everything like the, the yeah all of that and um yeah and then just like the differing emotions of like no i'm not gonna do this oh you have a sister and he's like oh fuck you man and then yeah. just like going after him again <laughs> like there's i don't know yeah. there's just like so much good stuff in there um that uh that i think it i think it's probably my overall favorite this being a close second and then the lightsaber fight in the woods in yep. uh, force awakens being uh third very close third those are those are all my favorite ones yep i'm right there with you scott it's just my i think i'm very like empire just very edges my my return of the jedi but i love return it's also a very uh tattooing trash reaction now that i think about it (laughs) what'd you say about my sister bro (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i think i just i think i just prefer the lightsaber fights that are more emotion than technique um, yeah, uh, like my fourth would be like the amazing lightsaber fight in in Last Jedi, but it just elevates a little too much into ballet, which I know is the point, and it's very cool. Um, it's cool mm-hmm. as hell. Uh, no one's debating that, but. There's something mm-hmm. about like the heightened emotion of like just like rage, like rage, like swinging a lightsaber that I just yeah. think is really cool. It's, um, yeah, I'm into it. Like like you said, the other ones are more ballet. Uh, they're more dances, which yeah, dances are fun to watch. That's why they mm-hmm. exist. Yeah, um, <laughs> like in a in a setting like that. Um, but Shen like Lin. as far as a fight, like I feel like a fight would be much more like, look, I'm trained. I know positions but i'm doing this for my life i'm yes. not doing this yeah. for entertainment like right. yeah and so they're much more yeah scrappy uh, it's it's why scrappy. the 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 lightsaber fight uh the duel of the fates fight i've never really mm-hmm. been that into 
because there's zero desperation happening. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. no sense of desperation on either side. And so the whole thing lacks any kind of emotion. Uh, yeah. And as cool as it is to look at and as impressive as the, um, uh, the, 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 the choreography is, um, it's lacking that story element and that character element and that emotionality that I like to see in a fight. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this one definitely has it in spades. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love in most of this, Vader's using one hand, uh, which when we mm-hmm. see him in Return of the Jedi, that's not how he normally fights. He's just kind of toying with Luke. He's yeah. just yeah. chilling. Uh, Luke is definitely putting everything he is, but he's like, OK, cool. This is easy. At, at this point, I can't remember. Is is Darth uh, just... Does he does he have any real limbs or is he all artificial limbs? Like, is that is that like, is he maybe fighting him with his one real limb? Like, as like some like some like poetic, like if I'm going to fight my son, I'm going to fight him with Anakin's arm, you know, like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. We'd have to do a uh, (laughs) a blow by blow. Yeah, I I guess when he's crawling up the rocks in Revenge of the uh, Sith, he's crawling up with his robot arm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So he all of his. Yeah. yeah, All of his limbs. I think it's all. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Confusing this with the RoboCop remake. Yeah. But yeah. Easy confusion (laughs) Um, to make. (laughs) Sure. Both classics. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah. So we. um, Yeah. I just think it's one of the coolest fights of all time Mm -hmm. um we have you know we he eventually gets him out on the gantry and um we get the big reveal the big reveal that um he is his father Um, i I love throughout this fight that luke's whole thing is like why are you fucking with me so much you asshole like like he just has this whole vibe of like who am i to you like leave me alone and then he's just like he's confused and he's angry but like he doesn't understand like i don't what 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 is your deal what am i to you like leave me alone you know that's his whole vibe until the reveal and then he's like oh all of this is making sense now and i hate it so much (laughs) that's that's the line it's luke no i am your father oh (laughs) Um, yeah i mean before he did just cut his hand off which we i i skipped over sorry right right. which is so cool Uh because it's kind of like like sith communicate with violence like they Like mm-hmm. Vader lives in rage and aggression. So like as soon as Luke gets a little too close and like you could see Vader like spaz out, be like, and then like reacts and cuts off mm-hmm. his son's arm. And it's just, yeah. yeah, that's who this guy is. That's what the dark side has turned this guy into. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and then I this whole for- thing with uh, Leia, right? The communication thing i like this i i do too and i like that it's soft reveals that she has the force we don't know that yet right we don't know that that's Mm. what's happening there is another he just thinks we we would just think like oh he's powerful the force he could talk to anybody and he's just choosing to talk to leia because she he has like you know an emotional connection to her or whatever Yeah. yeah but in reality it's like it's kind of soft revealing that she also has the force um even though they didn't know that they were doing that yet yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As uh as Nick mentioned uh, earlier, you know, when when Luke left um and uh Obi-Wan says that boy's our last hope and um <laughs> Yoda yeah. says there is another 
I don't know why in context that's just a very funny thing to say. Like, ah, he could die. That's fine. We got one more. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause... I didn't bring it up at that moment, but in that bit, like that, the framing of that sequence when Luke is leaving, yeah. um, it's just gorgeously lit. Yeah. It's yeah. like stage lights. lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The force ghost of Obi disappearing and then like the spotlight on Yoda that turns red as the thing takes off. Oh, it's just. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, as yeah. a kid, I thought he was talking about Dash Rendar. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> the, uh, the, it it the... is just funny that like it's such a big dramatic to do. And, like, it's not really paid off that much in Return of the Jedi. Like, not no. really. No. It's not like Leia gets to, like, meet Darth Vader now that she knows and is like, wow, you're a real asshole. Remember that time you tortured me, Dad? Um, you know, yeah. like, she doesn't get to, like, have – she doesn't really have any bearing. Her her also being a Jedi has no bearing on the plot of that movie at all. So it's just weird uh-huh. that it's, like, it's such a big dramatic thing. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, who are they talking about? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But also is he, here's my question. Is he talking about Leia or is he talking about Anakin Skywalker? Is he saying, no, 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 he's not our last hope because Darth Vader, like, like Darth Vader could always like save us in the end. No, I had that thought too. It's like, it's kind of, it kind of goes back to like, who is the chosen one? You know, is it Ray? Is it Luke? Is it Anakin? Like who is the actual person that brings balance? It's kind of, it's, it's negligible. Right. I I think that everybody, I I think the original intention was like Luke's long lost sister or whatever. And that wasn't going to be Leia. It was going to be some other character. Um, And I think we all know that as star Wars nerds, we all know that detail. So, um, I think we get distracted by that, but I think looking at the the series as a whole, I like to think that Yoda's talking about Anakin. Yeah, I That's, like that too. At the end of the day, yeah. he believes that he could be turned back to the to the light. Yeah, so we get the the like the, he's talking to her, and they turn around. He <laughs> turn the ship around. <laughs> uh, she tells Lando. Uh, so they they turn around and pick up Luke, and um, yeah, the yeah. the day is saved. Except um, we. Didn't even mention that Han is in Carbonite now. Oh, um, yeah. Carbonite. Boba Fett from the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he is uh, quite well protected um, mm-hmm. if he survives, mm-hmm. uh, which he does. Uh, spoilers. Um, no, Perfect Luke, uh, Lando immediately says it. Um, <laughs> he's alive. He's, he's deep hibernation. Yep. Yeah. Um, which we, yeah, we, we saw Boba Fett. We actually didn't talk about the bounty hunters at all. Um, no. I love the bounty hunters. Um, I'm a major. I feel like as a kid, they're, they're like the coolest things ever. I yeah. read like the yeah. Boba Fett books with Dengar. Uh, Tales of the Bounty stuff. Hunters. Uh, yeah. Read that like three times as during that period. If the, those four yeah. years where I was obsessed yep. with everything. That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, that that scene's the that's like the cantina scene of this movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were like, oh, Bosk God, who awesome. are these guys? Boss, look yeah. at all these different people. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. Uh, that's another one of those. I mentioned the Vader almost kissing the guy, but there's a um, <laughs> right at the beginning of that scene. Piet leans down to like a random officer and is like, "Bounty hunters, we don't need these. We don't need that scum." And the the guy just turns to him and goes, "Yes, sir," and then just keeps doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> we've all had those those bosses. That's like, okay, man, whatever. I got a sure, job buddy. to do. <laughs> yeah, I love that scene so much. That's good. Um, um, and then we get what I think is maybe one of the greatest 
crescendo cliffhangers of all time of them Mm -hmm. like standing next to each other, looking out the window as everyone is like going their separate ways and being like, yeah, we'll see you next time. Three years, everybody. (laughs) Mark your calendars. Still, still cameras on their backs, but you just see Luke go in for another kiss and Leia has to kind of like, no, we're not. That's not. I I know you weren't there, but um, some stuff happened. We should talk. Yeah. I love uh, they. He, Luke mentions I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. implies that they have the, he's got the plan already to get everyone captured by um, <laughs> by Bo, uh, Jabba the Hutt next movie <laughs> by Jabba. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Jabba. I don't know. It took him three years to realize it, but finally he gets everyone. Captured. Uh, is Lando wearing Han's clothes, or is he yes. just like yes. maybe if I dress like he's him. wearing Han's exact no. outfit? No, disagree. Uh, Han's been wearing Lando's clothes this entire time. Oh, oh fair. Okay. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, he just he's <laughs> like I'm not wearing a cape, but I'll wear these vests. These are pretty. Yeah, cool. these vests cool are cool. Vests. And Lando's like, oh yeah, hell yeah, still fits. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Um. We're, so yeah, that'll yeah. that'll do it um that's yeah. that's empire strikes back entered the into the archives um uh scott and nick thank you guys so much for being here um absolutely are you guys, Happy three are you guys years. busy are you, are you guys working on anything uh, <laughs> when is this coming yeah. out <laughs> march march no Mid-March. Mid- no it's, it's our next deep dive right no isn't our i no i think all of our other ones were march releases for what's our february then i thought our february was the no, I think we're doing this because our isn't our three years in February. Um, let me fucking let me double check. <laughs> you just know it's vaguely this time of year. <laughs> That's why I was like, we got to get this recorded in the next couple of weeks because yeah. uh, our first episode, the pilot was yeah February eighteenth. But I think our year, our movies have all been in March. Marches. Let me double check. Well, anyway, well, uh, anyway, anyway yes. yes, we are sometime in the next. We do months. work on <laughs> on uh, on something. Uh, it's a show called Geek by Night, and uh, by the time this is released, um, uh, a a really special episode will have hit uh, the feeds. Um, in which, uh, you know, uh, I'll just spoil because no one listening to this probably even knows what Geek by Night is, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a fully cast audio drama, and in the in the episode making it weird, uh, we have a, a a full fully produced uh, musical section of That's the movie, amazing, um, with an it's original incredible. song, and uh, and it is we got we got studio musicians in to record it. Um, it was a crazy endeavor, um, and the whole episode is nuts. Um, are surrounding it as well um there's draculas there's godzillas there's unicorns there's all kinds of crazy stuff so um if that sounds like uh the kind of insanity that you would want to check out then uh listen to geek by night um uh the the audio drama that nick and i write with our our buddy Cass fredrickson and uh and a whole bunch of other people that work on it it's full cast sound effects the whole thing yeah um geek by night rules i'm so glad it's, it's back yeah and it's uh, uh yeah, and it's it's the it's the story of a bunch of friends who get superpowers and decide to open a comic book shop together instead of becoming superheroes. Um, only uh, that ends up proving to be more difficult. Avoiding becoming a superhero ends up becoming more difficult than they thought. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the show, and it's so fun. Lots of Star Wars references. 
Um, yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's a whole secret quotes episode that is all Star Wars references. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's early on, too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. We have never done a musical episode. Um, so that's <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. yet. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome and impressive. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go listen to Geek by Night, guys, because uh, this episode's over. So, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check all of the great Dueling Genre podcasts out on DuelingGenre.com. Join the Discord. Uh, linked in the show notes. Um, and uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at NRArchivesPod. Um, and uh, just remember that until next time, if it's not in the archives... It doesn't exist. <laughs>